Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am Michael Petro, your host and one of the debaters on the show. This week's episode is supported by Proper Design Works, which is a custom clothing and embroidery manufacturer here in our hometown of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, uh, which translation means they're a local small business, which right now supports your small businesses, support the local small businesses more so, right? That's what you want to see when all of this craziness, you know, kind of goes back to some semblance of normal. You don't want to see the big box stores. For example, if you're in the market for such things like, oh, I don't know, a custom embroidered cap or a pair of bespoke tailored jeans or a bulk order of screen printed t-shirts or hoodies for a sports team, a D&D team, Dungeons and Dragons, right? You got to look cool. You're playing that game. Uh, Dad's Day, Father's Day is just around the corner. Um, artwork on shirts. Like if you're a band or your business and you've got some really cool artwork that you want to show off, a great place to do it is on a t-shirt because everybody has to wear a t-shirt at, well, depending on where you are in the world. But where we are, people wear t-shirts and it's a great way to express yourself custom and or not. So if you like what I have to say and you're in the market for something like this, uh, head to Instagram at Proper Design Works is how you're going to find all the stuff they make. Go with the hats, guys. Go with the hats. Mike says go with the hats. The, the embroidery work on them is beautiful. Uh, and then when you're done and you want to talk to them, info at properdesignworks.com. So, oh, and they also do masks, which I believe you can get your, you can get some cool patterns. I may or may not be right about a logo. I'm pretty sure I'm right about a logo, so if I'm wrong, I apologize. It's not on them, that's on me. But you definitely can get some really cool embroidered masks for COVID-19 right now, which is them doing their part to help the community. So help back and buy stuff from a local small business. Anyways, on to the show. I promised you a couple episodes ago we would be back to a debate. This is our first attempt at it. I call Jimmy, Jimmy Skinner, Mark Cowell, and Martin, and I give them the same topic. The topic this week, considering we're going through a pandemic and everybody's kind of on the share, like we're, we're all on a shared event scale, right? Um, disaster movies <laughs> are fun to watch when crazy shit isn't going on, but what if the crazy shit that was going on right now got to a point where we needed somebody like The Rock to rescue us, right? So the debate this week is if COVID-19 got to like, abnormal levels of craziness and you needed somebody to rescue you or a group of people to get you out of the drama uh what disaster movie character would you pick and why uh so again like i said i call martin i call mark and i call jimmy and i need to be proven why they believe so so that's the whole purpose of uh, this week's debate. That's how we're doing it. It isn't live yet. Um, well, in, in its entirety, Mark actually, uh, me and Mark got to be together to do a live when we figured out how to make it make it cool. Um, so it, it goes phone call, live phone call. And uh, yeah, check out our website. If you haven't heard me talk about it before, you'll hear me now. Uh, TheRealDebaters.Podbean.com. Um, our merch is there. Cast bios are there. When I find something worthy of what you guys should, you know, hear about from the show i'll try to post it there as well too uh if you want to follow us on our social media it is just at real debaters r-e-e-l for real so twitter and social media real debaters facebook just search the real debaters podcast and if you'd like to email any of us on the show it is the real debaters at gmail.com again that is the real debaters at gmail.com spelt r-e-e-l enough of me i've said enough already so i'll cue the real and you enjoy the show
squad. Hello? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, cool. I, uh, <laughs> I, I was like, how do I, I have my, I'm on my headset now. Okay. And, um, I figured out a way to not hit my shirt. So I just took off my shirt. So I'm just going to record shirt. <laughs> 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 that was the problem last time, right? The problem was I was like I kept hitting my shirt, so I'm like, how do I solve this problem? I just don't wear a shirt, so I'm gonna record shirtless. You're you're literally the George Costanza of podcasts. I guess so. I mean, it's, it's the summer of Martin. It will be the summer of Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope oh. you recorded for that. That was really good. <laughs> All right. Well, see, that's and when when Steve always tells me record everything, like we're we're recording right now. So okay, <laughs> like I, I I know I tor- I I know I normally tell everybody I'm like okay we're ready to get going, but I was like I'm just gonna hit record and see what happens, right? See what magic. Well, we you said you were gonna hit record when we tried. But I did the switch from the internet. Yeah, no. I I didn't mean to fuck you, but it worked perfectly because now. It's fine. I don't care. No, I love. I love that you're like, (laughs) how am I going to fix this problem? What's what's the shortest distance between two points? I'm going to take my shirt off. Yeah, why why waste time? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you've known me for like what, like 15 years? I know, no. I was like, why didn't I? Like, how did we not think of that last time we talked where it was a problem? I don't know. I think it was just we were just too much focused. It was the first time doing the call. I think, yeah, I totally think you're right. Which, like, they haven't really, like, they've gotten better because I figured out how to edit them to make us all sound better. But, like, like we were talking before we started podcasting yesterday's, ep- like, the most recent episode uh, yesterday yeah. uh, is an ode to Joe Rogan because it's four and a half hours long. So to, yeah. to everybody who, who if, if you listen to the last week's episode uh, and you listen to it its entirety, you deserve something for that. So email me. Uh, at therealdebaters at gmail dot com, and we'll talk about it. But you got to be from Winnipeg because we we it's COVID. We can't do a lot outside of our own province right now. <laughs> no, not at all. Anyways, um, so shirtless Martin, what the fuck is up? <laughs> <laughs> not much, man. Um, just uh, we're starting to open up after Victoria Day weekend here in BC. Yeah. So I think we're we're going to be how fitting far behind from you guys in Manitoba. Um. Yeah, so like I think phase one is like hair salons, restaurants, yeah, pubs, yeah, that sort of deal. Um, and then phase three, I think, will be like the movie theaters and uh, the bigger venues, but nothing like I don't think um, probably like not mass gatherings won't be allowed yet. But you know, people will yeah. go to movies. They're saying uh, sometime maybe in June is what they're thinking. So um, before I retort and tell you how we are here um it is it's so it's just so crazy like in society how like we're all battling this thing at a different tempo but like literally you can walk up to anybody and be like so what's up and like it just defaults to covid <laughs> yeah it's, well i mean this is it's affecting our lives so much I yeah i can't go outside and do the things i want to do because i gotta stay indoors most of the time so you know oh i yeah. can't, i can't not do it you can't not we're we're at we're at no more than ten in a group. Um, phase one is two weeks in, and like one cluster of of like like eight people at a trucking company in Man in Brandon. Like that's the biggest thing about it. Like it's 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 weird because it's like they what they do say about like getting lazy and you know relaxing. Mm-hmm. Like there's proof, there's reason to relax. But like when do you when do you exhale? 
Waiting to Exhale. That's a movie title. That worked itself in there nicely, didn't it? That was a movie title, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> Angela Bassett, I think yes, it was. Yes, totally. I think started? it's Angela Bassett. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it was her, too. I just, I can't remember the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, that was, from what I remember, that was a good movie. I think I've seen it once. I don't remember, though. Well, but, uh, um, I, I don't. I won't say I don't think I have anything bad to say about it. Neither so. do I, and I don't even really want to talk about it because whoever listened <laughs> to our, our, our the last episode in its entirety is going to be like these guys need to get back on point, and and I feel that I need to watch the clock more. So, to all of our loyal fans, this is this episode we're going to cut right to the fucking meat and potatoes of it and and be done. No tangents. As much as they're fun, um, we you know we your time is money. So, with that being said, uh, uh. I asked you, Martin, what you wanted to kick the show off with with your phone call this week, and because uh, I'm like, I like picking for everybody. It's fun and stuff. I have no complaints mm-hmm. about it. But like, it's always I feel if I pick, then I'm like, if you pick, then I, I'll I'll talk about anything, right? I'll research anything. So it's it's carte blanche with you guys. So, um, with that said, you were like, let's talk about Dune, and nobody has talked about Dune yet that I know of in my life. So that's what we're here to do. So what, like to kind of give a background, cause it's, it's got a really weird history as a movie. Never mind. Mm-hmm. It's movie. Like never mind the, the plot of the movie. Um, so I'll, I'll hang on here. Let me just bring this up because there's just so much to uh, get in here, but Dune and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you know a lot about this, don't you, Martin? Uh, yeah, like I, I, I remember I was first exposed to it. Um, just uh, I guess as a kid watching the David Lynch re- movie adaptation. Yeah. Um, well, it is. It is yeah, like, it is the. It, it's the. It, it is. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Yeah, but as as I got older, I, I you know I started getting into the the, the books, and then I even collected the, the card game. Uh, it's kind of like the Magic Down, but like the Dune cards and stuff like that. Oh, really? They had a. They they went that far yeah. off. It wasn't a very successful card game, but I, I collected them. Um, but no, I, I got into the books um, as an adult and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to, to I guess, the new version that's coming out um, in the near future. Just I just looking at the cast, the cast looks pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. So like, just to catch anybody up who who isn't a well, like you've heard about this Dune remake because it is defined as a remake because it's the original, but done a di- done um, differently. Yeah. differently. Um, so Dune originally is a 1965 science fiction novel by author Frank Herbert. Um, also a sprawling franchise, like you mentioned, Martin, with magic cards and whatnot. Um, he wrote five sequels um, in collaboration with a bunch of other guys, Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson. There was also a 1984 movie and a 2000 TV miniseries. Um, both with <laughs> and a numerous game with both video and board variety, which I think is what you're mentioning, right? Um, so essentially speaking, a quick version of what happens, um, it's a science fiction novel takes place in the distant future in an intergalactic feudal society, um, with various noble families and an all one powerful emperor, uh, Duke Leto, uh, is the ruler of an ocean planet, Caladan, accepts a relocation to a harsh desert planet of Arrakis. Am I pronouncing these right, Martin? Yeah, you're good, Dan. All right. Okay. Uh, known colloquially, colo, 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 I, I know what it is. I know the word. I just can't fucking pronounce it. Uh, known as Dune, which, no, sorry, known as which is Arrakis is the only source 
of the all-important spice melange, spice melange. What, what's the proper pronunciation there? You just say the spice. The it's spice. always pronounced too as as like spice. It's just a, like a narcotic. Okay. In the in the Dune series. So the short version of that is this planet makes this product spice, right? Yes. Okay. It's produced in Arrakis. Yes, that's where it comes from. All right, and it's and it's and like, purpose is well, the spice basically is what it does is it, it unlocks different parts of the brain, like certain parts of the brain that are untapped. So it, it does a lot of extrasensory perception and things like that. And it's a very, it's a very like people use it in order to you know to to access the different parts of the brain to kind of like you know be smarter, health benefits and stuff like that. But it's a highly addictive narcotic, so oh. get addicted to spice. Okay, yeah. all right. And so this planet mines this stuff, and it also says it's a very important part about space travel as well. Uh, the spice mm. must flow, but mining is dangerous business thanks to Arrakis' massive indigenous sandworms, giant sandworms. Tim Burton would be proud. Okay. Um, so that's the basic backdrop of it. Um, first of all, Dennis Villeneuve, let's talk about that. He's the director. Um, it's coming out this, well, hopefully it comes out November, 2020. You mentioned the cast. Um, let me get to the whole long fucking laundry list of, of who's that. It's, it's, it's so sexy. So above the line, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, um, she, Mission Impossible. If you don't know Rebecca Ferguson, Timothy Chalamet from Call Me by My Name, uh, Oscar Isaac. You know, uh, maybe a little thing called Star Wars. Uh, Josh Brolin. <laughs> you know, Thanos. Yeah, he snaps yeah, a that, lot. Yeah. Right. Jason Momoa, Chang Chen, Charlotte Rampling, Javier Bardem, Zendaya, Stalin Skarsgård, Dave Batista, and to round it off, Dave. Dast McCallion, who is that crazy guy from uh, one of the one of the cops in the Dark Knight? He's the guy who's uh, yeah, yeah. He's that guy. Stephen McKinley Henderson and Sharon Duncan Brewster. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a huge cast. I'm super excited. I, I like like I I, was, I think we got on this subject by just saying I wanted to talk about Dune because a bunch of the pictures were being released. Yes. Um, with, with the new cast and stuff like that, and just like I think the one that got me was um with. Timothy Chalamet, Paul Atreides, plays Paul Atreides, who's like the main character in, in the in the movie, um, and um, which is Kyle McLaughlin's character, Brolin. right? Is that correct? Huh? Is that Kyle McLaughlin's character in the original? Yes, that's his character in the original one. Okay, and then right. um, Josh Brolin's character uh, plays Gurney. That's played by I believe he's played by Patrick Stewart in the David Lynch movie. Okay, who plays Sting in the original David Lynch one? Sting was um, the nephew of the Bernhard Conan. I forget his name, okay. um, but he, he he's like one of the the villains in, in the movie. Okay. Um, See, I've I've yeah. seen this once, and I like it's one of those. Do you get home late? Have you from, ever seen it since? I haven't. I haven't seen it since the nineties. I vaguely remember it. It was on TV a couple months ago. I started to watch it, but I it was at like the you know there's always the worst time to try to start a movie, and then there's like it's on Netflix. It is. I believe it's on Netflix. I, I just saw it recently on Netflix. I, I don't claim. I don't claim to know everything about movies. Just almost everything. And I, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it is. It is on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Like the David Lynch version is on Netflix, and it's very. Like I didn't. I enjoyed it, but it's very David Lynchy. Like it's a okay. David Lynch movie. Yeah. And so, all right. So, like Mulholland Drive. What the fuck is there? Like a crazy, stupid ending that you need to, you know, go to art school to understand? Is that kind of how? Dune ends, or is it David Lynchy? Is in like I'm gonna use all this money and make my own world, and then none of you are on the inside of it, and it's a big joke to me. Like I love them, but like don't. It, there's easier ways to play a joke on people and make people feel stupid. It's just got 
that weird feeling that he does with his movies. You know, that's what the Dune movie has, is that David Lynch weird feel to it. Well, and it's, um, I mean, it's also interesting, Kyle MacLachlan, Twin Peaks, Kyle MacLachlan, Dune, right? Like, that's definitely, yeah. I don't know if, clearly one was done before the other and one influenced the other in a lot. Uh, the blue, the glow bluing eyes, <laughs> do you hope for that to come back? It's going to. I mean, I, I'm sure that that's a, that was a big part of the, uh, of the, of like the whole lore of Arrakis is when you have too much spice, that's what happens when you, <laughs> you turn into too much of it. You, you, too much you of turn it. into a husky? <laughs> well, it's like, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's like I said, it unlocks different parts of your brain, right? So yeah, it technically okay. like gives you EST and stuff, and that's one of the side effects of it. But um, yeah, it is, it, it's been in, I, I think, even in the, if I remember all the TVs, like the TV movies and stuff like that, and the series also had the global ass as well. Um, but yeah, they'll probably make an appearance back in, in the uh, in the new version coming out too. Well, and so they they did talk to. I mentioned Dennis Villeneuve earlier. This mm-hmm. this guy seems to have like he's got the touch, and it, and it and it honestly I think be, it comes from when when you are a cinematographer and then you become a director you have an eye that people who've never really pl- and this is just from you know my humble opinion but you can see a cinematographer on screen am i not yeah yeah okay so blade runner 2049 prime fucking example of like visually just stunning movie, stunning movie. like like doing things with light and camera and lens and focus there are there's lots of things there that, yes, you know, if you're just a director, you just don't like you just don't see it, I guess, the same. I'm not a director, but I would imagine that doing one thing consecutively, you lose focus on what else is, you know, around on set. And then you just see your 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 part. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what I would think, too. Um, and I mean, I hope it's just, like if it's going to be as vis- I hope it's as visually as setting as, as Blade Runner was, because that was oh. I like that movie. And I mean, this especially in this world. Um, can I just, like, the costumes look amazing. I just want to talk about, too, like, just this uh, picture of, of Oscar Isaac as uh, Leto Atreides, and he's got, like, the Atreides armor with, with all the weapons and stuff like that, just sitting there and looking. I'm like, the armor, like, the costumes look amazing. I really feel one. that this is a great time in, in the industry to pull a movie like this back. This is one of those, like, damn, now it's getting made properly. Yeah. Because it I is... Mean, that's- it's really <laughs> fucking cheesy in the first one. And like, it was very, it's the 80s. It's like, it is, 80s, yeah. Right? So I mean, it was yeah. very campy 80s, but not campy, but like, it was very, it had that 80s feel. It wasn't, yeah. It didn't feel like, like this one. It was, kind of, it was still, it was a bit silly, but weird, but you know what I mean? It wasn't like, um, <laughs> silly is a great word. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like a lot of movies today aren't super, super silly. They have more like that darker side to them, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, but just to kind of like round off some some points here, uh, soundtrack, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Ching right there actually turned down Tenant to work on Dune instead. On Dune. So he turned, oh, down, awesome. he turned down his bro, Christopher Nolan, to do this instead, which is, I think, a way better choice. Like, you, you I'm not, I don't know. We don't know fuck sweet all about Tenant, but like, I just feel that, Hans's cinematic presence, like just his his big waves of sound, will do really well in in a sci fi more more attuned to a different world, right? Than mm. than a very you know up to date movie that Nolan's doing about backwards time travel, which we 
I still have yet to figure out. Um, but you're really excited to see what's on screen. Mumbai is where I believe it was filmed. Hang on here. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm wrong. Hang on here. So the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, uh, exteriors for Desert Planet Arrakis, and then oh. Budapest, Hungary was where production took place. So those are all yeah. the Desert Planet shots. Um, do you I want... Cut in. I just want to go back to soundtrack really quick. Yeah. You know who did the original 1984 soundtrack? Who? Toto. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They were the ones who did the 1984 soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's crazy to give a band a whole soundtrack. Nobody like Daft Punk is the only one I can think of off the top of my head who got the Tron reboot or sequel. Yeah. But I'm excited for Hans Zimmer. That's, I'll just say that. But yeah, anyways, Han- continue with your point. Hans Zimmer makes my juices flow. It's I, ugh, fuck so great. Um, Doug Darling does a really uh, our buddy Doug Darling is is a huge fan of Hans Zimmer and like if you want to mm-hmm. hear all about it. Um, do you hope? that there's some nods to the original because um, I heard there wasn't going to be any. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I'm good either, either if they do have it or don't have it, I'm good either way. Um, but from what I've read um, in terms of like recent articles and things like that, they said there was going to be nothing um, at all to do with the 19, the 1980s version. Yeah. And it's, version. and it, and it, I read, we, um, I read that, he it's not that he doesn't want to it's just this he's he's quoted saying this is his dream of it right it's yeah it's that, how he envisioned the yeah world. nothing wrong with the first one but i want to make mine this way but like david lynch has like got no comment i think he's a little butthurt about it probably um because he's just that guy uh total <laughs> well yeah i don't i don't know like he's just weird i wasted a lot of time watching twin peaks and i have a thing against him now because i've never seen twin peaks oh. I, like, I don't mind david Lynch movies, but i've never seen twin peaks it's weird it, we'll we'll watch it never sometime together <laughs> <laughs> uh so as we as we do as we're trying to do as much by bringing back our original format which i want to say again to like everybody who has started to listen to the show if you're a repeat listener Super solid of you to like be patient and let me kind of stretch my wings a little bit and figure out, you know, how to keep episodes coming. That was, that was not easy. I had a lot of things planned and, and we had a lot of live shows and we had stuff with Martin that we were going to try to start doing. So I really think it's great if you're new or still listening. Thank you to both parties because uh, that's why sitting in my bedroom for the last six weeks has, has been so much fun. Anyways. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, but as, like I mentioned, going back to how we do, uh, theater, you're going to be theater bound for this. If a theater opens up. Oh yeah. I'm definitely seeing this. Uh, I'll probably do it like opening day. Maybe yeah. I'll take the day off and do a matinee or something. Cause I don't want to, I don't like going to theater for opening day night crowds. There's, there's too many people, <laughs> yeah. but I'll do like a matinee daytime show. So I don't have to, you know, worry about it being packed. Do you know, I dude, probably would. Yeah. I definitely would see theater. Dude. I'm so excited for next year because it'll bring back the time when we were younger and we used to go to movies, like two movies back to back, you know, like you'd buy tickets for both and go to the seven and then the 10. Oh yeah. Cause the drive-in right is opening. Is that why? Well, the drive there's going to be apparently in Winnipeg, there's a ton of people trying to do portable drive-ins. So instead of like driving to Morden, shout out to Stardust drive-in. Um, uh, you, you're going to be able to like go to a, a parking lot here in Winnipeg. Someone will be doing it right. Like a, condensed version of it like but, who's gonna be doing it i like, don't know just, like people like you stick, well, work if some dude get the rip version on the internet and just play well it. no like okay like you can pay like you can you'll play older movies because older movies have a really good price 
Like, okay, if you wanted to play, let's say, Ghostbusters, right, and charge a fee, totally cool. You just have to go to the studio or the trademark agents. I don't know who it is, the the people behind the stairs, and they – under the stairs? Behind – whatever, fuck it. Uh, But those people, you just say, hey, I want to show this movie, and they're like, okay, 25 bucks, please. Like, they just want you to pay something because it's right to pay something, which it's totally fucking right to pay something. So – 25 bucks to be able to show the movie and charge everybody 10 bucks a carload. Like it, it's not hard to do. Right. I, I was like, fuck, I'll just take the projector from work. Are you talking? Sorry. I just want to say, is this going to be like new releases or is it going to be releases that are like, like I said, Ghostbusters? I imagine, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine these, these movie nights, like when, you know, like movies at Memorial or movies in the park we used to go to or wanted to always go to and just got fucked up instead. Um, Those, um, so like those like, those kind of things, right? Yeah, part. like okay. those that ones got the those ones got the ability to play earlier movies. Like one of them was Infinity War. I was like, what? How how much money are you spending on being able to play Infinity War in the park in front of a bunch of bums? Like that does not seem like a sound investment. But whatever, tax dollars. Uh, so yeah, they're just gonna do it in other places that you can go to. But it's gonna be cool. But what I'm saying is, is that next year in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Buy a ticket for the seven o'clock show, and there'll be so many great movies in the movie theater. Fingers crossed um, that you can go to a seven and a ten o'clock show and spend the whole night in the movie theater because there's going to be too many good movies. You're like, let's just do it. Let's just go to back to back movies, there anyways. right? Yeah, totally. Pack a lunch, get some cheeseburgers. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see movies again and have those like, stack of cheeseburgers right beside me. Right, buddy. <laughs> Cheeseburger Bob, that's that's what they should call me. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll go see it in the theater too. Uh, I I'm, would you I'm, see it in 3D? I'd see it in 3D. This would I would I would, I would, I would as well. I would eat like I would eat the top of a very yummy mushroom, and and maybe do that. I think that might be something. Like my first choice wouldn't be 3D, but if that was the only choice available, yeah. I would go see it in 3D. Totally. All right. So in with keeping time. Because I, I know how to read a watch, just I don't put one in the room when we're, when we're recording. Um, we are getting this is all fucking to do with you, man. Because I was all like, how let's talk to a bunch of like, I was like, how do we do what we do, but make it so that it still kind of works? Like, obviously, changes have to be made, right? But it, the, the, the bulk of, of, of our profound debates, and I say that with heavy quotations, uh, <laughs> is best done live. So how do we do this? Well, it was pretty easy, and I don't know why I didn't think of it, probably because I'm an only child. Um, <laughs> pull me out of the debate, and all three of you convince your, your host to, to pick the winner. Right? Yeah. And, if I'm, and if I'm stuck, you know, we, can, we can add some flair to it. So this is, this is our first actual debate since COVID happened with our new format where I call you, I call Mark, I call Jimmy. All three of you try to prove to me why your choice is the best choice. I will debate you back in a fair and loving but stern way, like a like a like a semi-evil father. I don't know that I don't mm-hmm. I, I have nothing else to say. And then we pick a winner. So, uh to kick us off with this, you came up with the idea which was due to the fact that COVID's going on, it kind of it raised the temperature of the planet's stress level. And mm-hmm. the word pandemic really doesn't like pandemic doesn't roll off the tongue properly. So pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. I mean it does, but it doesn't. 
So you thought, why not if COVID ever became a disaster or inspired by what potentially could have happened if the world didn't, you know, lock shit down and we'd have an I am legend. Um, why don't we pick a disaster movie debate, which was perfect. So we, we rounded out that we can only pick from disaster movies and the purpose of the debate. Let me bring this up here. So I, I got, I bought a new tablet for the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So upgrading, upgrading. Yeah. <laughs> upgrading in a time of COVID. All right, so premise. If COVID were to turn into a zombie apocalypse slash turn the world on its head kind of situation and cause a serious global panic, which disaster movie actor would you turn to for saving? Premise is arguing. Not the actor, but the character. The character, the character yes, right? not the actor. Yeah. yeah. I don't want, I, I still would. You know, I still wouldn't want this actor to leave yeah, me out of totally. here. I would say, either way, I'm good. <laughs> but I don't know if the other people do. I just... just... <laughs> so... Uh, so what character would you turn to? You argue their skills, their attributes from the movie, and their personality. Why it would apply best in this scenario. May the best savior women win. win women. Uh, rules must have a cataclysmic event that proves that they would be worth something in our setting, in our argument, which is either a major part of the plot or ongoing throughout the movie. So it just it had to do with their reaction to said situation. So uh, Martin... Why don't you tell me who the fuck you picked? I picked Ray Gaines uh, from San Andreas, played by Rock the Rock Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's who, I, that's who I picked. That's why I said, either way, if you want me to be the actor, I'll be fine with, with him leading me out of here. He seems like a stand-up dude. First off, wouldn't it be um, hilarious if like he has zero skill in that department, but has done so well in in the movies? <laughs> like if you well, were he used in a... To be a football player, you know, like yeah, come on, but he like... had some discipline. He used to be the WWE, you know. I'm not saying that it. I'm right by any sort yeah. of idea, but wouldn't it be funny if you were in mm. this situation with Dwayne Johnson and he just bitched right out? <laughs> It just pieces out of like right. I'm like, oh god, he, pieces pants. I would, it would be like the Jurassic Park moment where he left us. I would be the one in the car, like Timmy in the car, saying he, or Lex <laughs> in the car saying he left us. He left us. He left us. He left us. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Alan Grant to help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Ray Gaines, San Andreas. What what's what's the basic plot of the movie for those who haven't seen the 2015? Well, there's a, a massive earthquake yes. that occurs on the San Andreas Fault, right? It's the biggest of all time. Yeah. Destroys basically the the West Coast. Well, it is uh, just a it's ecological the, disaster. It's the fault that California rests on, right? Yeah, the San Andreas Fault. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but it basically destroys the West Coast, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. then has like just repercussions throughout the whole thing, and it's the basically the rock is trying to find or get to his child. What does he do? And there, he, well, this is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> do I have to explain or do I have to go my points now? But um, he is a helicopter pilot uh, for a search and rescue team. That is his job. And I think that's one of the reasons why he would, you know, be a good fit to help get me out of here in the zombie apocalypse. Okay. Well, um, so like I said, he's a good leader, right? Like, obviously, he's a good leader. He's the captain of, of that ship, of that search and rescue team. You can tell by the opening scene where he's rescuing that girl from the car. He's barking the orders, telling people what to do. I should uh, I, I should mention before this goes on that like, zombie apocalypse was, like, just an example of intensity. Um, but, like, the, what you're arguing already applies to, like, like a tsunami 
or a hurricane. Everything. Or, yeah, like every, of, yeah. like a, a gi- ginormous disaster. Sometimes I don't always explain myself right. Shauna, I hear you. I love you, baby. But like, <laughs> um, I just, I don't, uh, I don't want zombie apocalypse to be the premise for this because nobody could survive a zombie apocalypse. Eventually we're all fucking dog food. Well, so. I mean, the, the question was who would, Get you yes. out. Like who would, who would get, help yeah. you get out? Okay, get out. Yeah, you're right. All right. right? Okay. I think that's what you phrased it as. Yes. Um, but Sometimes. I'm thinking, like, you know, get out and long term. Like, who would help me do that? That I think that this guy right here, you know, uh, Ray Gaines. Because I mean, like, yeah, he, you want a leader, right? You want someone who can make those quick decisions. And you see him that, like I said in the opening scene, he just snaps, 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 tells people to do. You got to be here. You got to be here. Um, in order to, because he, he, it's a very like high risk profession, right? In search and rescue. Oh yeah, totally. You're searching yeah. and rescuing people who have no skill to search their way out or rescue themselves. Exactly. And I mean, um, you can see how selfless he is, too. It's a very selfless job. I'm watching him um, right now fly. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, by the way, like, uh, in the, uh, he puts himself in danger. Because I guess he, ha- he has to help get that girl in the car because the guy he sent down couldn't, couldn't do it by himself. Yep. So he does it. And he just, he says, he tells the co-pilot, you take it, you're flying. He straps himself in, repels out of that helicopter, and goes out and rescues, you know, the person who needs the rescuing. He runs and, into uh, the fiery building when all Runs right into out. danger, without question. Yes. He, yeah, he's like a fireman, like, without question, just runs into a burning building. That's, like, that's what I saw in that scene. That's okay. the type of guy you want in your corner, right? Just that type of dude who's willing to go that extra mile for you. 100%. Totally agree with you. Um, and it's not like... And I, I, one of the counter arguments that I was thinking that was going to come up was like, oh, he'll only do that for his daughter. But no, like his job requires that he does it. Like he has to run into that burning building. That's his job. And it shows in that opening scene. Well, you know, I, it doesn't have to be family. He'll do it for anybody. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And then what, what, like, what does his personality, like what, what personality traits would you say? Because yes, he's got confidence and he could run into the danger to get people out of the danger. But what about him? Would you, how would he make you feel? We clearly know what he could do, but how would he make you feel? <laughs> I think he'd make me feel safe. You know, I just, I just look at the rock and I just know that I'm going to be safe. If he just gives me a hug, I know everything's going to, the world's going to be fine. Like he'll calm me down, even though people are dying around me. I'm just like, it's okay, Martin. And then he just hugs him. It's like, Oh my God, I get it now. I get it. Just being wrapped in those huge arms. You know, the shredded dude, big dude. Yeah. I think he'd make me feel safe, but I think he's like, uh, in a time where I would feel uncertain about myself, he's got that authority and he's got just that, that charisma just to be like, no, no, don't worry, I got you. You know, and that's what you want in a person, someone who could calm you down. And I think he's in the whole movie, the whole movie is basically him putting out fires, right? And he's putting out all those fires and just with that goal in mind of getting to his daughter. And I think that's, that's a huge um, factor when wanting someone who can help you get out of, you know, the, the situation you're in, basically. All right. So um, just to recap here, so I, so I judge fairly and accurately. We have uh, keeps you calm, keeps you safe. He's got muscles, shredded. Muscles equal safety. Safety makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, and we have his ability, his, his, his bravery. So bravery and calmness, right? Is that what I'm picking charisma, up? Charisma. Charisma. You know, Who does he have to charm in this movie? <laughs> Who does he have to give the eyebrow to? The San Andreas fault. Okay. <laughs> to make it stop shaking. <laughs> Just give it the people's eyebrow to make it stop shaking. That would have been, been like great in the outtakes when like they show the CGI. 
And the rock just gives yeah. the eyebrow and the wave stops. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Tsunami stopped in his track at the end. It's like, yeah. no, he gave us the people's eyebrow. We're done. All right. So what other points do you got written down there, Poindexter? Um, well, dude. Dude. Helicopter. He's got one. He's got one. Okay. I live in downtown Vancouver. And you live in downtown Winnipeg, right? Uh, yes, I do. Wouldn't you want someone who could get you out of there as quickly as possible when people are dying around you and eating each other? This is very true. I, I And a helicopter can land anywhere. It can land in your rooftop, Michael. No, I, I know. I don't even have rooftop access, which would be pointless. But doesn't uh, matter. If you put a ladder ladder down just just on just uh, you know outside your window, you can just jump on that ladder and just hang on for dear life as it gets you out of there. I, I think transport is one of like the huge the biggest things in like because your question was who can get you out of it you know what i mean i think transport is huge you want to get out of city centers as quickly as possible in that situation and what better way than helicopters so accessible and that like it's very it doesn't need to run like a plane like you can just basically hover it you don't have to land it for you to get on you can drop you could hear that little you know the um what the it's not a cart but the little bed that they put um People who were injured in when they're doing the search and rescue, a cart to the hospital. Not, not the cart. No, it's like a bed. You know what I mean? You know the thing you put bananas and bread in the cart. Yeah, I know what, what you're talking about. Uh, the stretcher. Yeah. It's a stretcher. Yeah. The stretcher. Yes, the stretcher. Yeah. The, the stretcher that he puts out. Yeah, that, yeah. I had that. So I want. I was. I was like, okay. So I have all the cards. You guys don't see mine because I, I. I can sit here and 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 deliberate and come up with my own bullet points. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go after the one if he goes after it. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to leave it alone. And I love the helicopter, but what is he without the helicopter? He's still a great leader, a great man. Like, I mean, he can fly a plane. If he could take, he can get you to the airport. I mean, he, he survived a city that was falling around him. He can get you to that airport, True. get a plane and fly. Like, he's still a pilot. He can fly multiple vehicles that can get you out of Dodge. I mean, good with the boat as well. We saw him pilot a boat, just you know. I just the, uh, last in one of the last scene there with a with a with the tsunami coming in. I just watched him drop the helicopter and like do big whoop de whoops, and then it's the scene where he drops it and it lands right inside the store. Like they crash it, but he crash parks it. <laughs> exactly. See, this I is, mean, if it's, it's this is it's the a landing s- you can walk away from. This is the same bullshit that took place in like what the, the other one he did, the Terror Tower or Terror. I think it was terror. It was like a remake on the old like a lot Tower of, of Terror. Let's say like, like okay, this <laughs> like the fucking parallel parking a crashed Los Angeles Police Department slash search and rescue helicopter. Okay, fine. You know maybe it'll fly like that and fall like that and land like that. But using your fucking leg, like your your <laughs> your amputee leg, your <laughs> to like hang off the side of a building no, and save somebody's not, this, leg. This is not from. This is not I from know. the movie we're talking about. Uh, yes, this is okay. from the skyscraper movie, so that's yeah. not a valid point. In I, this is that what it's called? Skyscraper. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a valid point. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a prosthetic leg in, in the San Andreas movie. This that is was true. He just has movie. a helicopter. <laughs> yes, he just has the helicopter, but he can fly, and he's got other. He can, he's got basic medical training, and when you're in the zombie apocalypse, that's huge. Look, he you're can pretty fly. much you're pretty much chief medical officer in a community if you've got basic medical training. Okay, uh, so is there something else there with the medical training? Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you the low hanging fruit, but I think he you performs might have a point CPR and for his daughter. You know okay. what I mean? So that you know he has some sort of basic knowledge of of medical medicine. Uh, but he's not by all means. I'm not saying he's a surgeon or anything, but I mean that extra knowledge goes okay. a long way when most of the doctors are dead. Like he's basically, like I said, if you're in the community 
most likely he will be the chief medical officer of that committee, you know? True. No, definitely true that. Um, I, uh, I think you're, you're, you're getting to, you're get you're getting to a point where you're like, you're explaining a tool belt or a toolbox and Dude, he's, 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 he's got them all. He's got and, it all. Like, yeah, he's like, got you brought ham- up the best argument, Mike. You brought up the best <laughs> argument. You're like, you're not just, he's not just a good fit for the zombie apocalypse. He's a good fit for any disaster out there. True. Um, my second point though, is that his relationship with his wife, Carla, whose name I'll never pronounce right. I believe it's pronounced Gugino. Is that uh, that might? I can't pronounce. Okay, I, yeah. I, I have trouble pronouncing that name yeah. too. Pronunciation is not. But I know who she is. She was. Yeah, yeah. You know who she is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, their rapport as a character, right? Not as the Rock, but as a character, he doesn't really got great communication skills, though. So I mean, as much as you say that he has all of these skills, which he totally does, there's no there's no way to dissuade anybody from agreeing with you. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, I feel that maybe if somebody might have a better solution, he might be like, "Well, I'm the search and rescue guy." Little little arrogance, little little bravado that might get in the way of seeing clearly. You do need that, but you need you, that in a leader. I agree with you because that's once again. That's the Go difference ahead, between. I'll let you <laughs> that's the difference between us and him. <laughs> that... Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. That you need that because, especially someone to get you out of that situation. You can't debate in an emergency or a crisis. It's that's it's like that whole military kind of thing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> this is what has to be done. Otherwise, we're all dead. You can't debate. That's why I think that's what, yeah. You can't you can't debate in those situations. You can't be like, oh, I think we should take uh, the speedboat instead of the bus, and then no, be like, no, we shouldn't. Well, no, like okay, I'm not I'm not interjecting on logistics. I don't mean that, but like maybe I, I don't know. I'd have to make something up, and I'd need more time than right now. But the point of what I'm saying yeah. though is is that I feel that his, his one of his downfalls, if you're if you're going off character, is is the scenes in that like they are obviously divorced. I believe I think that's their backstory. Um, yeah. and then they get back together because of missing daughter. Um, so can I say this, Mike, to yeah, totally. your point? Yeah. So you said wasn't a good communicator with his wife, right? That's what you're saying. That's what you're bringing up. I'm using the, yeah. My point is okay. that that lack lacking of that skill might not be something a leader, like it might be so, a downfall, not a complete. Wipeout. One, sorry. Um, no, I just going to say, so, so, Maybe not the best communication in a relationship, but as a search and rescue, when it's a crisis, good communication. Like that, like I said, the opening scene, he's barking out orders to his guys. He's like, this, 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 this needs to be done. They all do it. They rescue that girl. It's a good day in the office. You know what I mean? Like maybe not the best husband, but I'm not looking for a husband. I'm, I'm looking for someone to help me out. I'm looking for someone to get me out of there. That's, That's your what quote. I'm looking for. That's your quote right there. I'm not looking for a husband. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for some dude who can get me out of Dodge. That's, uh... all, that's, that's, that's the whole argument is who will get you out of this apocalypse. And I think the Rock is good at that. I think, you know, I think maybe, maybe later we can go to some couples counseling <laughs> once everything is settled down. But other than that, like, I just want point A to point B and this is the guy to get me there. All right. Fair that's, enough. That's what I'm arguing. Um... <laughs> Your time, your your time now is to summarize what you've just said. Unless do you have other points, or are we, are we? Um, you got more. I'll, I'll give you all the eyes. I mean, who doesn't like it? And I, I wanted to say shredded. Um, <laughs> you could tell like how how strong he is. He rips a car door out. 
He does. To save that girl at the beginning. And, uh, I mean, being shredded, that intimidation factor, so people try to steal your shit, which they normally do when, when the apocalypse happens. If they see you with this guy, they'll, they'll think twice. I, I'm not a big yeah. guy, Mike. I'm not a big guy. <laughs> so people will try to try to roll, roll a steal. But I think if they see me with the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, or Ray Gaines, they'd be like, oh, we can't mess with this guy. He's got, a, he's got the bodyguard there with him. Can... Can we just put it on record right now that it's not whatever character name he is? It's just The Rock. Like The Rock, yeah, just The Rock. Like there's this thing about him um that uh are you actually no, we'll we'll get into that in a second cuz I I kind of want to ra- wrap up with that about him as an actor because we've picked your we've picked him as a character so we should talk about him as an actor but Mm-hmm. Um, so is that because, because what's going to happen here is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give all you guys the same amount of time, right? Because yeah. if I give you more and Mark less then you know, so I'm, I'm, we yeah. are, we are approaching like the one minute kind of rebuttal portion now, if we're, if we're, mm-hmm. if this is the experiment of how we're doing this. So would you like to summarize for everybody why Ray Gaines from San Andreas would be the best if they've skipped to this point of the episode? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's to summarize my point. I'll just summarize it quickly again. Like, he's a leader, and that's what you need. And the whole frame of the debate is who can get you out of, if COVID turns into a zombie apocalypse, who can get you out? What disaster movie lleed can? And I think this guy can. He's got the skills. He's got a chopper. I mean, he's, he's a got pilot. The he can fly a helicopter. He can fly a plane. Those are the two best ways to get you out, because if you're in a city, those roads are going to be backed up in traffic. You want that chopper to just get you out to point A to point B. You don't have to wait in those lives where people are dying. It's true. Um, and even if he doesn't have, like, like a chopper is what he does. So even if he doesn't yeah. have one, it is still, like, he can fly. So, like, yeah, the, the, chopper, fly. the chopper itself is what he flies, but he can fly. So if you can, you know, without giving, you know, you the, the, the winning round here. Um, there was one thing that you didn't bring up that I thought you would. Um, I thought it would have been the fact that his daughter, Alexandria Dondario, who actually filmed a movie in Winnipeg last year, I didn't know until like two months ago. Oh, what the fuck's the name of it now? Where the where the wild? I don't know. It's about a bunch of it's it's like Lost Boys but with girls. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and so vampires. Yeah, totally. It's a vampire movie, but it's with girls. Um, uh, so I can't wait. It's on Prime, I think. Uh, anyways, but how he um how he teaches his daughter all the things because when she's with those boys, she's in control. Oh yeah. That's what I forgot. To, yeah. She's like, exactly. So he's yeah, so a good teacher. It's, he's yeah. yeah. Good teacher. Right. Like if, if you're in a situation and you're some, you could basic... say Mike, you could also say a great communicator when it comes to interacting with uh, others. Maybe not a husband, maybe not a husband, uh, but a great communicator. Shouldn't one hand wishing <laughs> the other buddy. Tell me what feels like first. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, all right, cool. Great. Well, um, but yeah, my, okay. So what I was going to say earlier is my point is, is the rock came into this world as Dwayne, the rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> um, and then he became the rock and then he became Dwayne, the rock Johnson, and then he became an actor. So he went from being a character already as we were introduced to him. We weren't introduced to him as Dwayne, the rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Fuck. It's so ingrained in it. Um, I know you just have to say the rock. <laughs> So, but we were already introduced to a character, a persona of him, right? But because it's wrestling, it's very unique to acting because it's putting on a show. Yeah. Playing, right? You're playing something. And he's live oh, theater. Live 
live performance. Live theater. <laughs> Very fucked up live theater. Um, and it's it's just interesting to me that, like, it's never really been Dwayne Johnson. It's always been The Rock to me because we've been introduced to all of his his over-the-top parts from wrestling, and he pivoted them so well into acting it's it's it, it will forever always blow my mind how well he went from wearing tights to being the leading action star who literally took over the fucking mantle from Schwarzenegger like they do it well, that in was the rundown, the rundown. Remember yeah. That, yeah the scene from the rundown that the scene from off. the rundown is more than just two action stars and one of them making a cameo it's a all right here's the baton what can you do yeah that was it that was the handoff and he's done it. He's great. I love the fucking totally done it. Right. And you're like, you were in tights and long chop, like, like pork chop sideburns. And, and like, it's, it's just, it's always been the rock. So I'm like, can we just not just, can we just call him rock? Like the rock? Like, do we know, do we need Dwayne Johnson in his, in his title on the poster? I'll call him whatever he wants, whatever he wants to be called. As long as he gets me out of here, you know? If he gets me out of this, this zombie apocalypse, I'll call him whatever he wants. <laughs> All right, man. Call me uh, doctor again. <laughs> dude, uh, right, I love you. And uh, peace out. Yeah, peace out. Good time. Bye. See ya. Strangely creepy yet fascinating. I think you have to. Did you look at your mic and see where your foam and your label are? Yes, I looked at my foam. <laughs> it's in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, no, those, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, Walmart. What? Walmart. Yeah. For like 12 bucks, and each of them came with like a story. And, uh, we clearly have to now take a picture of what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, an interesting creature he is. Yeah, Mark is referencing um, my corn, our cornucopia of things in the living room because one of two things, well, two, one thing is happening right now. Um, Mark, you're in the living room. Yes. <laughs> I know. Woo! Woo! A little empty, but that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It feels uh, a little more normal. Feels a little bit more normal. Yeah, I, I, I said to somebody this week that. If nobody was going to give me my normal back, I was going to go find my normal on some level. You're going to go take it? Yeah, I was <laughs> by any means necessary. No. no, no. Okay, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel when I first, um, not to beat a dead horse because this COVID thing is beaten to death, but it's, um, uh, it's now jello. <laughs> yeah. I was out of the country when all the lockdowns started happening and we were forced into like the 14 day mandatory, like real quarantine. Yes. Like don't go to the grocery store. We called store. you. And yeah. yeah. So right. Like get people to drop stuff off outside your house kind of quarantine. So we didn't leave our house for 14, 15 days. Um, and when I, I left, like I was going back to work and uh, I didn't know how to act. Like I honestly thought that you couldn't, like you, I shouldn't get within 10 feet of somebody else. And I walk to work and people are actually like walking next to each other in hallways. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, you know, I'm wearing a mask already. And I'm, and then I realize people are kind of acting normal at work. Yeah. Um, with, I mean, a lot more hand washing and hand sanitizing and, you know, those kind of things. 
but everything is 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 uh what what do you say when you put a period at the end of something well punctuation i know that but like <laughs> it's everything is punctuated by washing your hands yes. or staying like everything you book do, ended by but there we go there we go <laughs> yes some highbrow speak um yeah no mine too like we're i i am really i'm really glad that in the majority of my day everybody around me takes it as serious as i do because mm-hmm. i can only imagine how frustrating it would be to be somebody who is going through something and you're taking it more seriously than somebody else because everybody's experience is different um so i'm i'm super happy that the last six weeks have been like yeah it sucks but we've adjusted yes okay it's weird but you got to do it like nobody nobody needed to be convinced in my world I, I kind of like it too when we were in the house and we were just watching the daily updates and you're all the things you're supposed to be doing and we don't have any glimpse into the outside world really other than the news, the TV and, and social media. Um, I kind of felt like like some of those movies where like you hear that something's going on but they have no idea what it's like on the outside. Like what was the movie where I they, know, they have the underground bomb shelter? Oh, fuck. What is it? Something something project. Um, yeah, John Goodman was in the sequel and the one I'm picturing had, oh, what's the guy? He played Tarzan. Skarsgård? No, it was like, he's goofy. It's kind of a comedy one. And they George lived... of the Jungle? Yeah, that guy. Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser. Was in a... He, where they live underground? Blast from the past. And yes, right? <laughs> We right, got and, it. and and his dad is like Christopher Walken. You know, yeah, Christopher Walken <laughs> makes them believe it's horrible up there, and they can never leave. And oh, that's such a good <laughs> fuck it. Let's watch that after this. That's that is one of my Alicia Silverstone, Nathan Fillion, Brendan Fraser, Christopher Walken. But who plays the mother? Oh, the hell is I the don't know. Name? I could, I completely picture Walken now, and he's got the whole. You know, they're growing their own vegetables down there. Warm, warm Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. They drink warm Dr. Pepper. And they have bed. the walls painted like it's like different rooms. That's and... such a great comparison because, yeah, <laughs> the the bomb went off in the movie and they were too afraid to come up. So they were waiting for the right time where you guys. Waiting are... for the radiation to <laughs> dissipate. <laughs> in this in this case, waiting to find out if you should wear a mask yeah, or shouldn't, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, that's. Wow. And I'm leaving and then people aren't acting like I expected them to act. And it's really bizarre. And then sometimes I get upset. Be- and it was a weird, I mean, it was all in fast forward compared to what he deals with. But You're Brendan Fraser. I kind of felt past. like that. I'm like, somebody comes and stands close to me. I'm like, you can't do that. Like, what's going on? Yeah, no, this is not what dad told me. Yeah. And then each day it felt more and more normal. So now I do a reasonable amount of be careful when I go yeah. to real public places. Like if I go to the grocery store and stuff, I wear a mask for others more so. Um, so that they feel comfortable. Um, and I mean, what happens if I randomly just sneeze, right? Like at least it stops that. Yes. You no, know, it, or if it, I have to cough, at least I have something that's always there protecting. It is, it is. Yeah. It's something for the human error. Yeah. Right? Cause you're not going to always do it. So if it's there, it just takes the whole thought out of it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I like that meme, right? It's like, <laughs> which, which one? If, if, <laughs> there, was it if, one with a if big, neither big... of us is wearing pants and I pee <laughs> on your leg. You get really wet. If you're wearing pants, you you don't get as wet. If I'm wearing pants, you don't get wet at all. So that's the the mask analogy. And that's kind of how I feel. I'm not super concerned about wearing masks to keep me safe so much as if people feel uncomfortable being around me. Yes. Because I know I'm pretty careful. I was a bad, like, touch my face. Um, 
I was horrible for like picking things out of my teeth and stuff like that. So <laughs> we all I've I've noticed I had one of those too. Like I had I have the beard play, right? Mm. Like I, I the corners of my mouth and I'm like, man, this is now this is definitely something that's gonna fall on a faux pas list. Yeah. Cause you're playing with your and then and then you don't even think about okay, because it's a thing, it's a it's a in a idiom that you do mm-hmm. that you don't think is big because it's a constant in your life and then someone else sees this guy just twirled his beard and then wanted to shake my hand. <laughs> yes. What the fuck is wrong with you, buddy? Or like somebody said today and I've, I've ran into it myself, you're at the grocery store and you're trying to put some bananas in a bag or something, but you can't, open up the little plastic bags yeah. and everybody licks their fingers and opens up the bags. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, no. I'm just going to lick this thing everybody uses in the store. Like, what do you do? Oh. Yeah, anyways. So, I mean, it, that kind of plays into what we're talking about today, right? It, every, it, well, the whole the whole thing is is themed around that. I just, I, I want to tell you what I what I messaged you earlier before we get into this because I think, I think this is a great place to do it because if any of our listeners from Winnipeg see it anywhere... <laughs> Maybe they'll email. So, um, so I decided to take a wellness day from my job today, and uh, was very excited to just like putter. Right, that's all I want. I wanted to work on the show. I wanted to do some other shit. Just a puttery day. And uh, Shauna was like, "Okay, let's let's go for a walk." And I was like, "All right." Well, actually, in real life, I was like, "No, I don't want to." And it took a minute, but whatever. That's besides the point. <laughs> for being honest, so um, we go outside, and she's like, "Where's your car?" And I was like, "Over there." And she's like, over where? I'm like, over there. And I'm not looking. I'm just like pointing because I know where I'm pointing to. And she's like, where? And I'm like, over there. And immediately I went to, I got towed, right? Because mm-hmm. we're downtown Osborne. So, but we've been here in this place for, it'll be three years this year. And I've, I've never been ticketed. I've never been towed. So like right brains, like, man, you, you got your car stolen motherfucker. And left brains like have hope. <laughs> So I call Tartan, I call Dr. Hook, call 311, uh, nothing, right? And at this point, Shauna's lapped the block a couple... The walk we were going to go to, Shauna took anyway. She just walked all the way up to River, back around, because everybody was like, maybe they moved it. So, um, <laughs> like... They were doing street cleaning, moving vehicles. They totally were, right? Like, And, and I thought, all right, so I, I, I put on my Columbo hat, because I think I, from the l- lucky number seven, I learned, look for something that was there that isn't there now mm. look for something that wasn't that is there but wasn't there before mm-hmm. and look for something that's changed right those mm-hmm. are the three things colombo did i think i could be butchering it but so i looked on the ground well doesn't look clean to me <laughs> no glass anywhere but i'm like okay no glass anywhere did did i leave my car unlocked right like i i'm pretty good about beep, did i beep. steal my own no, I just- well, I thought I didn't know where I parked for a second, if oh. we're going to be honest. Like, I was like, did I get so stoned last night that I don't remember where I parked my car? And then I called in a police. Like, up until about two hours ago, I was like, maybe I moved my car and I don't remember. Yep. Um, needless to say, I called MPI and then I called the police and I filed my report and stuff. And she's like, your insurance it includes a rental. And I was like, sweet, because I thought I was going to be like, you know, sticking some leg out to get to work come Tuesday. And... uh uh, we, we we go through the whole thing, but then I message you and tell you about it, and it took me a minute. I, I want you to tell the world what this means. <laughs> okay. Th- this is pretty much the whole reason for the story, because as soon as I was like, what are you talking about? But I messaged Mark, and I told them that my car was stolen, and what did you respond with? <laughs> did you get the movie reference right away? No, I didn't get the movie reference. I have no idea what movie that's. You I, still don't know? I thought that was Shop Talk. Oh, no. I thought that's like... That's, stri- that's humorous, but right away, my mind went to... 
Um, oh, I'm going to forget what it is. Will Farrow and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, Daddy's Home. Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. Were there cops? Oh, uh, uh, the other guys. The other guys. The okay. other guys, right? And <laughs> Will Farrow gets his car stolen, and the cop in it says, well, looks like they uh, <laughs> had a soup kitchen in your car, right? And they're like, What's a soup kitchen? It's like, that's when a bunch of homeless people have an orgy in your car. <laughs> and then he gets his car back and he's got a note in it that says, from Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> and then it replays later on in the movie. So I asked if, if your car had been turned into a soup kitchen. Yeah. Now. Well, and now it's, it's probably going to be. I'm going to get back like a jizz-soaked... I mean, if it wasn't Shagging. shop talk before, I'm sure it's worked its way into the vernacular now. Well, you know, and it's always one of those things like... I know I've talked about it before, but where you hear a saying and you, you're too old to question it because questioning it makes you look funny. Yes. So you're like, how do you not know what this means? Like my whole, the whole cream of some young guy thing from <laughs> episodes past. That was my thing. But that's that's this. I was like, I'm just going to play along and see where this goes. But then you quickly messaged with that's where and I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, this is two girls, one cup shit happening in my car. This is great. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, if you can picture that one. Um, if you're from Winnipeg and uh, <laughs> you see a 2009 Kia Rio hatchback uh, license plate, like, would that be a smart thing to do? I think Why yeah. not. Wow, GRF598. What is color my, is it? It is, uh, it is like a grayish, it's got a blue tinge and it's gray and it's a hatchback. Is there anything identifiable about it? Is yes. Is there a bumper sticker or something hanging in the rearview mirror? <sighs> See, this is the other funny part of the story. Um, is there a real debater sticker in it? N- I wish. I wish. Because then whoever found it would know about the podcast. <laughs> One more listener. Um, no. So what uh, What it does have on it. And this is the best part. So I, the cop asked me and the lady at MPI asked me. And like I've had... The, the, I've I've had my fair share of moments of of very much saying the wrong thing. A friend of mine used to refer to me as awkward moment Mike because I just knew, <laughs> I knew how to turn it up to an awkward. So uh, the guy the the cop shop says uh, so. Are there any unique markings on it? And I was like, uh, yeah, left tail light totally busted up. Anybody out there? Left tail light busted up. That's nothing <laughs> to look for. Um, and he's like, well, are there any stickers or anything? And I was like, yes. And Shauna starts to howl. And I was like, yeah, there's a smiley face. Uh, the eyes are two eggs and the mouth is bacon. <laughs> and it's very faded. <laughs> like if you look real, you'd have to look like right to your nose to tell that it once was eggs and bacon. Thank you. Uh, what's that? The it store. What was the it store? Spencer. I got oh, those. Oh, Spencer. Shout out to Spencer store for Spencer's for, gifts. Yeah. And then the other one uh, is, is Ted. From the movie Ted, yes, taking a piss. <laughs> ah, is he pissing on anything? He's, uh, he, I can't remember what he's pissing on. I don't, uh. but I know he's just taking a piss, looking over his shoulder, and I think he's pissing on the movie title. Oh, that makes sense. And I'm, I, I just for context, I'm 37, yeah. and I'm driving around with a teddy bear taking a piss on the letters of Ted on the back of my car. That seems like a la Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin pissing on anything. Super. Yeah. Like the Ford insignia yeah. or like, if, if it's that was a f- thing back in the day, it was. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of where this whole, um, this, this whole sticker came from was inspired by that. So when he asked me and then the, the, the MPI was like any recognizable stickers or decals. And I was like, yes, bear taking a piss <laughs> on, on the words, on the word Ted. She's like, pardon me. And I'm like a bear taking a piss on like, and I'm just like, I'm imagining her typing this in a bear taking a piss on the back of a Kia Rio 2009 hatchback. Yes. 
So huh. that's hey, there's the Mark Wahlberg thing we brought full circle with the other guys and Ted. And yeah, there it is. Yeah. Mark, this episode is supported by anything Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, we love that you get up at three thirty in the morning. And our entourage. And uh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let, let's let's switch gears here for a Alrighty. second. Alrighty. Um, and get into the whole uh, the whole meat and potatoes of this. Uh, so, uh, what with, are we talking about today, Mike? Well, um, I will repeat this for anybody who skipped because this is going to be like everybody on the same episode. We're going to try to condense uh, all of your debates into one episode. You can have a marker that says Mark starts talking now. Like, yes, yeah, well, definitely, ahead. yeah, yeah. I did that for the last one because I, the last one I, I, I mentioned to Martin that the last one was an ode to Joe Rogan. Like, yes, just how long we can go <laughs> without cutting <laughs> two day anything. podcast. Yeah, two day po- podcast marathon. That's what that is. So anybody who I said anybody who actually completed that episode in its entirety should get something for their time. I'm still working on that because they're not going to get it back. No, they won't. No, and I definitely you won't be smarter. You'll be entertained, <laughs> but you will not be smarter. That is what we th- strive for in this podcast. We steal your brain cells, but we also steal your smile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so this was Martin's idea, and uh, what we're here to discuss is we we decided that if COVID turned into a full scale pandemic, right. But like movie pandemic where everybody's like fleeing and, yes. and things are breaking and, and like movie size disaster, movie size disaster, disaster of any level. Cause we, I, I said zombie apocalypse, but that's not realistic. So I was like, you know, typhoon, hurricane, microbiological uh, outbreak, what have you. Right. So, we we went to disaster movies, and the whole purpose of picking a disaster, going to disaster movies, was to say if you were in a situation just like in the movie, but it was COVID related, who would you want to rescue you mm. and get you to sanctuary, get you out of the nasty, get you out of the weeds, right? And Martin fought hard. Yeah, yeah, he did well. We made a deal that I wouldn't tell you his points, oh. so that each debate is based on its own merit, ah. whereas before we would all hear each other. So this is where you... Well, st- now that I know Martin's gone, Martin yes. usually is prepared. Very much. Yeah. yeah. And I have a feeling he has a lot of time on his hands just sitting there in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. He's a little milling bit, about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Stanley Park is un- unfortunately unavailable mm-hmm. at the moment, so I don't... I. I didn't really get to talk to him too much about his social life, but yeah, he was very prepared. So I have a feeling he might be a work from home type of a a situation. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, without further ado, it is your turn to prove to me why. Yes. You are worthy of an invisible. Again, keeping in mind that I have been busy working and I haven't been able to prep for this for a week. Um, I picked uh, a a funny story at the beginning. I picked Will Smith from uh, (laughs) from I Am Legend, but. Uh, I told Chrissy that when we were talking about it, I said, what, what uh, topic are you going to do today? And she said, oh, we're, uh, or no, sorry, she asked me. And I said, we're doing, um, who would you pick from a disaster movie to lead you to safety, to to be your rock, to to help you through this? And I said, uh, she comes in, she said, I picked Bruce Willis from Armageddon. I'm like, oh, good, good pick, right? He um, stares meteors in the face. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh Gets a ragtag group together. I yeah. love the. I love the. Have I ever mentioned that before? I love movies maybe, where they like maybe once round up a posse, like yeah. a weird mishmash of people. That's my favorite scenes crew. in movies. Yes, I. I would literally just watch if they somebody clipped together all of the like rounding up the crew parts of movies. Oh my god! I would just like Ocean's Eleven. 
uh, you know, like the Armageddon. The musical and, montage uh, of finding the, cr- the crew. Yeah, and 100%. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Fast and Furious, that kind of thing. Whenever I see a big group of people and they walk up to me, I always want to make the joke, would you guys get a group rate or something <laughs> for Motion's <laughs> 11? And they all show up at the door. Um, anyways. Anyways, yes. So, so. And she, I said, oh, I, I, she said, who did you pick? And I said, oh, I picked Will Smith. She goes, oh, from Independence Day. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, she goes, oh, at, I robot. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I said, I am legend. She was, oh. uh, and so apparently Will Smith though has a personality about him that he saves people from disasters. You and Martin are both in the same ballpark. Cause we know Martin picked Ray Gaines from, from San Andreas. Yes. Right. Makes perfect fucking sense. Um, so why did you pick, and let me get his name right here. Cause we're all about accuracy. Dr. Robert Neville, Dr. Uh, l- Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Doctor, <laughs> PhD, <laughs> Fresh Prince. Yes, military virologist. Military virologist. Yes. Um, I pick. I'm sure there's not a lot of those guys either. No, probably not. Um, for numerous reasons, uh, that kind of sums it up. Military virologist, right? First, first and foremost, he's a soldier, right? Badass in the movie. Like he's out there, just him and his dog. Um, they're they're you know they're out there battling. Uh, you know the the zombified vampiric. Yeah. Uh, you know what are they? We don't called? really get a name for the dark don't, seekers dark or something. Se- yeah. Hang on. You keep talking. I'm going to see. If I, uh, I think that's what they're called. Yeah. We're actually. I see the dog here. Uh, his dog Sam. Sam. <clears throat> Anywho, he's military first and foremost soldier. Second of all, obviously the brains. Right. Uh, I picked the sort of this pandemic. If if shit happened as far as disease wise. So I'm like a it virologist. How a would you not want yeah. a virologist? Somebody that can help protect you, knows battle, right? Is physically fit and is able to to fight both hand to hand and with weapons, right? As he shows us in the movie, brains um, and brawn. But the whole time he's out there trying to collect information. He's trying to collect data. He's trying to run experiments to beat this disease. So he's not just trying to survive. He's trying to beat the thing that's causing these things that are coming after him. Val, so, he, yeah. right. He's not just, just trying to survive. It's kind of, you know, in the sense that Bruce Willis, he doesn't just like, well, oh, we're going to go around to the other side of the earth and we might live. Like he's going to go head on attack the meteor and destroy it. So, you know, the root issue of the problem, the, if you will, his, his galleons. Yes. He doesn't treat the symptoms. He, he's going to treat the root cause. He's, he's not going to chop. He's not going to chop the nose off to spite the face. That's right. Right. The so, nose being him humanity for the face being himself in that metaphor Ooh. analogy so during the so daylight like, when when we can venture outside if we were taking the scenario of the movie in yes. question um you know he's out hunting he's out foraging he's he's getting food supplies um trying to trying to put the trying to put the signal out to other people that's that true yeah every day he goes down to the dock yep that's right you know he's got the recordings going if you're still alive you know come meet me down here just trying to to rally the troops so to speak so i mean obviously a natural born leader yes. um yes. And, but at the same time at night he's going in and he's doing the experimenting right he's experimenting on rats and mice right trying to well, and he has disease. a day seeker in his in his basement. And, well, right? he eventually he does. Yeah, he gets the one and he traps it. Kidnaps right? one yeah. of them, right? Is it kidnapping? <laughs> <laughs> traps one, a female one. He bring, but then he eventually it does find the cure. Yes, right. Yeah, uh, he's able to cure her. It's a female that yes, he catches. Right, it yes. is a female. Yes, yeah. Uh, because as we discovered when I was doing some research from this, there's actually an alternate ending where the male 
of of the group is that you know the end scene where they're in that glass room yes and he's they're, they're beating on the door well apparently the the alternate ending is there's that's the male and he's trying he realizes that he's trying to get to his mate and she, he actually lets her go and then they voluntarily leave the basement so he doesn't actually die and sacrifice himself interesting so and they said that it was sort of a play on uh to them, he was the bad guy that was kidnapping them and experimenting on them. Oh, so okay, different perspective. Yeah, that's really. I I can't wait until we do that one. <laughs> that one I'm saving for all of us together because it's going to be a rip roaring time. But the perspective change that's very interesting. Yeah. That would have made that whole movie complete. It would have made Robert's character look evil. Yeah, different because eh? evil is in the perception. Yep. It's wow. All, it all okay. what side of it you're on. Anyways, so. That's how I see myself as. I I can be as the Will protector. Smith and I am legend. <laughs> to that, to the extent that I, you I feel arrogant as though fuck, is that I can be the protector physically, but I also uh, I admire the brains. Right? I'm not. Yes. I don't want to be the dumb gronk at the door. Gronk. If I need Gronkowski to. <laughs> was that what popped yeah. in your head? <laughs> if you need to do it, you can. If you you're the sort of brains behind the operation, you can do that too. And that's that's what I see myself, and that's who I'd want leading me. Full tool belt. Full tool belt, okay. not just a one-trick pony. That's definitely I. I couldn't agree more. Um, a Jacques of all trades. A if you Jacques will. of all trades. <laughs> um, his. My, I have I have one concern. Are, are, do you have a couple more points before I? No, that's 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 about it. That, no, that's and that's fine because it it really is on the screen in this one, right? Like I I will not say what Martin picked so that you can't because there is a little rebuttal period for mm-hmm. you here, but um. Both of you guys did pick characters that are naturals to their positions, right? Yes. So and as we as we saw from the confusion at the beginning, he clearly gets typecast in the role of being the the hero that's going to ra- rally the troops to save the world. Very much so. Now, to point counterpoint you, do you think that okay, if we're going Oh, there's a day seeker right there. Man, they're fucking the CGI dark, dark in this seeker? dark seeker. Dark I, seeker. Yeah, I'm going to do this all wrong. You know that. That's okay. um, but this is this is that opening scene where he runs it out and then traps it. I believe, right? Uh, I think he runs out to the sunlight and they can't go out in the sunlight. Yes, that's it. Right. The sun. They're highly. <laughs> that's, that's highly allergic. To, highly. Uh, <laughs> highly allergic to UV light. It's like a shellfish allergy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Breakout knives. Yeah, like running into a big wall of peanut butter for anybody that's got an allergy. <laughs> it's like on his back. Yeah. Oh my god. And very rapidly. Starts uh, to burn. Yeah, starts to burn and has to go inside. That's a serious UV light allergy. No right kidding. There. Nothing. No SPF is going to block. No. That shit. No. Not at all. See, and here's that scene where I'm like, okay, that's a pretty tall window to fall out of, and he's just, I'm good. Ho-hum. Well, he landed on the, the yeah, that's true. There, so, um, oh, this is where he uses that one for bait, yes, to capture this one. Okay. Right. Anyways, back to my point. Um, I, I feel that's like okay, if we're going based on movie and movie alone, a gentleman of this skill and caliber definitely has it all. But I feel that would be all he'd have because of such isolation for so long. So I'm looking at somebody who would have a gross amount of PTSD. (laughs) And if I was in, say, a situation where I needed him to pull his, like if we're pulling personality and we're we're pulling character and we're pulling from canon, then he's kind of, uh, he needs to be rounded a little bit. He's too sharp on the corners, right? Like, dealing with people who don't have the same skill set, who who don't have the same background, he might have a hard time, might lack patience. 
Well, I don't know. Well, this is as we saw at the beginning of the movie. It's actually three years. It is since this has occurred. Yeah. So he's kept his shit together for three years. I'm not saying he hasn't. Right. But I, that doesn't seem like a man that's going to crack. No. But if you put him, if you test his metal where it comes to like, because he's only used to looking out for him. He's, what he's doing is he's look. He's it's a very one dimensional situation. He looks out for himself and he looks out for humanity. Yeah. But when you add in other people. Now he has to look out for himself, humanity, and other people, and now you're—he's not. Now you get sacrifice. No, I get that. I actually, you know, although point counterpoint, <laughs> I think that's you be do only see him. Right, he is alone, so mm-hmm. it begs the question whether or not he could lead a group. Well, until until the kid and the girl show up, right? But he he does have his dog, and he's still and he's still, you know, he's concerned about the dog. He's, yeah. So he has to hear something. And then, in the regular ending, he sacrifices himself for the greater good of humanity. Okay, so... Right? He locks them into the room, gives them a vial of his blood, which contains a cure, right? And then he blows himself up with all the other dark seekers in the room, sacrificing himself to save the cure. <sighs> right? So... All right. That, that's got to void out the selfishness part. It... It balances it out. I wouldn't say you're oh, in the plus column. Balances it out. Okay. I'll I would give say, you that. I would say that you're on an even keel with that one. Um, the 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 science factor, I I love. I mean, the, how he looks at preventing this from being like he's still going. I can fix this, right? Which is a very admirable quality. But when when do you say uncle? Even though he doesn't, gonna- he doesn't know for sure that there's anybody else left alive to save. Which, which, okay, and this is, you know what's really great about this? Is this is a happy accident. This, Bob, what's his face from Paint TV would be happy. It's like a, <laughs> Bob it's a, Ross? Bob Ross would love this. <laughs> happy right? little tree living happy over li- here. Happy little tree living over here. So, um, in having, oh, hopefully, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Bob Ross. I, got, I know I got Bob Ross right there. <laughs> Fuck. Um, with having to have hope and have a purpose. That's what a lot of people have been told right now during COVID which is keep your purpose, shower, put your makeup on, do your hair, get dressed, yes. have a routine, right? So I feel that that's what's holding him together in this scenario because if all he did was like just sit around and eat beans and sleep in the tub with yeah. Sam, he'd, he'd lose his shit. So he knows that purpose equals sanity, so to speak. And routine, and 100% routine. routine. Totally. So that he know, And that comes from a military regiment. Yes. But I would think. I am looking at this from the perspective of is is his quality of no tap never say uncle a good thing or a bad thing because if you're now leading people are you blinded by are you going to sacrifice the few for the many because that's what he's doing that's what he essentially does so could you say that now there's a group of let's just say 25 people that he's got to save is he because he's scientific? Is he going to start picking apart, you know, triaging? Is he going to start picking apart how, you know, someone's got to, if they've been bit, are they going to be like, you know, can he make those clear decisions because he's all about the science? And you know what? I hope so. I do That's too. why I picked him. Okay. Because I'm of that belief. I know you are. Right? So I'm of a, of a belief that it, small sacrifices to serve the greater good. I don't want him saving, you know, I don't want him leading the group or, or pulling us out of this uh, disaster to just save my own ass okay right all right i I don't have just selfish means behind it i believe that in the group that i'd be part of we would do what he does in the movie is we'd want to go not just to save our own asses but to help 
in whatever way, whatever disaster it was, if we're if it's this type of a disease disaster, then we would be the group that wants to do something, not just survive. Yeah, we're the go getters. Yeah, I get it. And and then that's and that's what this is all about. Like he could just sit back, relax, and go to the movie store and talk to that mannequin. Yeah, I want right? to be part of the solution, not part of the problem, not part of the problem, <laughs> and not just a, a it's stander by. We should write metaphor for the metaphor soup for the teenage soul right now. <laughs> You remember those books? Yes. Those were such good. So many different chicken soups for so many different things. No kidding. There's All chi- the souls. I had chicken soup today, actually. <laughs> My mom made. Did you? I, I, po- I saw your uh, your very secure chicken soup. Right? <laughs> Fuck. Inside of Tupperware, inside of plastic, elastic band. Yeah. <laughs> like that thing was ready to go into battle. Like nothing was like that was hermetically sealed. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was the most freshest chicken soup I've ever had <laughs> in my entire life. If none of you know what I'm talking about, go check out my personal Instagram pe- at Petro Points, like the petroleum jelly or Petro Points from Petro Canada. Uh, at Petro Points on Instagram, and you can see how well my mother wraps wraps Tupperware, um, which I am well aware has nothing to do with our debate. So let's move back to topic, shall we? <laughs> yes. Um, so that's that's part of the reason. It wasn't just his abilities, but it's also going to be his mindset mm-hmm. that if shit's going down i'm not just trying to save my own ass i want to try to save as many other people as i can okay perfect and like these are just the opposites to like i just look at the character and i'm like okay what 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 could be the worst thing that they could do in Mm -hmm. comparison to the great things that they're doing on screen and it's like okay put yourself in this scenario for a second could you hack this shit could you hack an i am legend situation i don't know i don't i i really i'd like to think i could but i i honestly don't know i'm good at being alone uh, and I find I fall into that routine. Unfortunately, my routine is not quite as productive sometimes <laughs> as it should be, but um, uh, that's why the, I'm good at being alone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But in regards to like, like I'm just looking at my mental health from today, realizing that somebody's having anal in my car right now. Like that really <laughs> bothers somebody's. me. Somebody's. Somebody's. <laughs> <laughs> multiple, multiple anal situations are happening, and it's not me in my car. Um, but I'm just looking at that mental health aspect of it, like right, like yeah. comparing, comparing how that could hit you, and 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 going, okay, if that's today, right? Yep. If that's like the hardest thing I'm dealing with today. Now there's nobody around. Now you can hear a pin drop in in Times Square, which in itself would be intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. That's not supposed to happen unless, you know, it's COVID. <laughs> but, um, like, there's a lot of things that you have to, like, constantly, like, you're constantly going through your head. Yeah. And I... I, <clears throat> I I'm one of those people, and I, I can say this about myself, um, is I am better in times of stress and problems because I'm a problem solver. So okay. it gives me something to focus on. It lights your fire. My my own personal demons when it comes to mental health and everything comes from when things are too normal. Oh, that's when you're when, waiting for the shoe to drop? That's when my stuff creeps to the surface. Really? When I have a focus and a purpose, then I can direct myself and I can throw myself into that thing. Okay. It's when I don't have that that, that I have issues. That's... Cause I, I, if I, if my list fills up too much, yeah. that's when I start to disassociate and, and, and kind of unscramble because I can't, it's too much to focus on. Right. And then I get spun up where like you, it's the opposite. It's where you're, you're spinning top stop. I shouldn't say that a bunch of little things and I can lose it. I can get overwhelmed. I'm better with 
one or two big issues okay than a whole bunch of little okay right yeah like i can deal with the big cannon as opposed to the little knife pricks right like you know that's that's what drives me crazy when i have 50 thousand pricks yes right yeah 50 little things that are causing me issues then i start getting overwhelmed because i don't know where to focus if i have one antagonist like one thing that i need to focus on like the pandemic or whatever it is sure i've been doing great during it oh, you, i could be a rock i could be a voice of reason just don't I, you have a whole been. bunch of things in the mix you totally have been like when when static makes too much noise i'll bounce something off you and then i'm like okay yeah there's my yeah he's sturdy i can i can see the <laughs> i can see horizon now right and but and i'm and i just so then you take that away you take all of us away and then it's just us with Sam, yeah, in battling the Dark Seekers, what are they? The dark Seekers? I think it's Dark Seekers. Dark Seekers, okay, yeah, probably. They, do, or we're probably saying it wrong, but that's okay. We're gonna call them Dark Seekers. It makes you, sense. It makes sense. It does. And Not if, Sun Seekers. That's the travel <laughs> website. <laughs> Sun Seeker. But see, and this is why I think I was drawn to the kind of work I did, rather than being like a social worker. I can't necessarily help somebody through their day-to-day little issues because i'm not as good with that but you can but i can help them a big problem yeah that we need to get through today yeah okay you know i dig that and there's i think that's where he he's very good at like leveling off priority in this right like he knows stay alive stay in the science follow routine um make sure your booby traps are set up like it's it's very regimented which is something that you want to see in a savior Right. I'm feeling that if they can show you pattern, yeah, then I feel that now education, teaching somebody while they're in a scenario, right? Like moving their mind from the panic to the present, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, do you think he'd have because I mean, I, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering on what Martin said because I really want to fucking stir the pot here. <laughs> I have all the cards. <laughs> But um, to to be fair, um, do you think that he would be good at at showing the panicked and the scared and the needy how to get through this scenario? Because I think he's definitely a lead by example. Okay. Um, do as I do, not a person that's like ah, do as I say, not as I do. Because doctors notoriously use their jargon that nobody else understands. So if we're pulling from canon, he's a doctor. Right, so he's above society. He's a virologist. I don't know that he's a doctor. Well, you got to be a doctor to be a virologist. No, you don't. I know somebody that's a virologist that's not a doctor. Really? Yeah. Am I talking on my ass? Yeah. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know two people that work at the the virology Virology lab lab here that are not doctors. But you don't... They're scientists. Oh, but don't you get a doctorate as a scientist? No. You You could. I watch too much movies. But you don't. (laughs) I need to meet more real virologists. So, like, people have specialties within that. Like, some people okay. could be a hematologist, right, that studies blood. Yes. But hematologists aren't doctors. My no. sister was a hematologist for a while, and she was a lab technician. Or, sorry, a lab technologist, and okay. then went into hematology as a specialty. Okay, but my point still stands. They are very book-driven. They are very... So how does your point stand when it was just disproven? <laughs> Tell me, Mike. There's a bubble over how here. How does a point stand when I knock its feet out? Okay. All right. Then I will rephrase. <laughs> um, not a doctor. Not, <laughs> no, he's not a doctor, but let can we agree that he's a well-educated individual? Yes. Who may have an understanding of this situation that yes. is not of a general educated version. Yes. Okay. So in that theory, 
do you think that he would be good? You, well, you just said it. You think that he would lead by example as opposed to. I'm gonna lie. He's probably is a doctor, and I'm just talking about my <laughs> Doctor Neville. Yeah, oh, I was just gonna no. say Doctor Robert Neville was. I, you know, I, I, the one I looked at, he was a lieutenant colonel. But that again, I wonder if that's just the movie, right? Like, if you give him, you can just give him the doctor title. Oh. So he may have been a doctor before he joined the military. Ah. Right? We don't know. Maybe, but maybe he has his doctorate in theology. You, <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know. You don't know, certainly. All right. <laughs> what? I don't. I'm... We, we have arrived at summarize. So, in all of the shit talking that we've done back and forth here, uh, take a minute and uh, reissue your statements to me. So, in case I'm missing something. I can... you, want, you want me to know what I said? No, I don't want... Well, okay, so... Give me... I basically said, in summary, <laughs> I'm going to pick somebody that is physically strong as well as mentally strong mm -hmm. that's going to be able to help me deal with the survival as well as solving the problem because I am of the mindset that if the shit hits the fan, I want to be in the group of people that tries to stop the shit as opposed to just hiding from it. And having somebody who believes in that shares a shared idea thought. of what should be happening. So I don't want to get with somebody that's going to, you know, start the colony of mole people and just, <laughs> you know, live underground for the next 50 years. Got it. Right. Okay. I want to be the yeah. person out there. If, if, if I go down trying to help others yeah. like he does in the movie, that's the mentality that I live by. Yeah. Okay. Makes perfect sense. Um, like-minded leader like-minded yeah no and easy like, to follow somebody if you share their very much so i i couldn't agree with you more um i just realized something as we were talking about this i think it's the same plot as castaway <laughs> like sam is wilson yeah, pretty much and he is <laughs> hanks's character dog volleyball dog vol <laughs> like but like it's 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 not an inanimate object but it's definitely uh, like a like a bounce off yes. right like you need you need that well he does talk crazy. to to mannequins yes it? so he does talk to inanimate objects he totally does he, <laughs> but <laughs> is that is that crazy would, would like i feel that that's something you kind of have to eventually do right like you're gonna you're gonna eventually get to the point where you need to converse and get your thoughts out of your head um this is and see this is what i mentioned was ptsd and his craziness like the scene right now where you're he's not allowed to him. watch the movie and then pick out points to hammer me on well no i <laughs> it's the point is the point it doesn't need to we don't need a scene to back listen, it up he, he, he break, look how great he, he is listen as as a wise woman has told me numerous times break don't no ben don't break ben don't break ben don't break okay yes all right it's it's usually in reference to like the Steelers defense and football. Ah, that's Ben don't break. So you give them a little bit so that they, you know they don't take it all. Ah, uh, because yes. yeah, we we're humans. We take is we'll take everything. That's right. That so you know you can have your moments where you're right shooting into the sky and <laughs> like, you. like just take this and then someone goes this is your leader. <laughs> but then you get your shit back together. And that's you're true. Good, yeah, right? and and that's the human aspect. Even he even has to break. Right. Yeah. He, he's he's not as rock solid as you got to blow some steam once in a while. So you got to empty a clip once in a while <laughs> yeah. into the sky. Right. Um, you made mention of he is at, like Will Smith. Let's talk about Will Smith before we go here. Yeah. He really has become and it's not a bad typecast unless you're the actor and you want range and you want to try new things. But I find him in these action roles. I, I he's believable to me. Yeah, right. and he's a, he's a comedic action hero. And you can pick almost any one of his movies. Like, how many different movies is he in 
sort of the position of somewhat authority, if you will. Yeah. You know, strong, even like men in black, right? He's protecting the world from crazy creatures. And in that, he's smart because he's always, you know, understood that other world. And then he's also strong. It it's and I mean is that him as a person like is he branded himself as he worked at that like he wasn't know, really good in Hancock as far as <laughs> I <laughs> loved Hancock I liked the movie but kind I, of a dysfunctional hero. To- totally dysfunctional and I mean that's even better because that's just playing to his comedic side exactly. but like Bad Boys right yeah. like you could you can take a lot of Will Smith characters and actually apply it to this where I don't feel that you can take a lot I mean action characters are just that they're built on franchises right they're 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 there for a reason you're you're bruce willis you're will smith you're arnold schwarzenegger you're Dwayne the rock johnson but at the same time he's got the most of those roles where it's like take charge do your shit and i mean relaxing on cool (laughs) shooting shooting some people outside of the school right like that's (laughs) that's the same guy yeah that's what's crazy right to to watch somebody go from from Uncle Phil fucking around, Carlton Dance, a TV show that like encapsulated our youth to $30 million paycheck actor. Yep. Right. I mean, I mean, like multiple threat, right? Singing, dancing, acting. <laughs> he is. He is. You pick those theater stars. I know it's in your blood. I tell you. Um, all right. Well, uh, that, that has been your portion. That has been my my uh, uh, submission. Submission. Yes. Hopefully, you'll submit the other two. And uh, is there anything you want? Do you, Do you want to throw a compliment my way? Do you want to bribe me in any way? Like I did say that I would take, like everything above sexual favors is is <laughs> is above board. So, I mean, it has been a lonely quarantine. <laughs> Sometimes right. you're just longing for human touch. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> close your eyes, and it's always somebody else. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, dude, this was great. Um, and hopefully you win. I don't. I, are, I, are we? Is there an? I, we're done. We're done. Yeah. That's, there's not another topic. No, no we're good. All we're right. good. That's it. Like, like I. She, she just walked I by. Think a zebra a, just ran by. A zebra just ran by. Yeah. <laughs> Shauna just got home, and she got a new onesie. I swear the place she buys her onesies from has like a back door into Canada. Like you just drop it, and it's like in Canada. But they where where do, where do they come from? Yeah, she gets them from Sweden. The Swedes know their onesies. The Swedes know their onesie, but this yeah. is a just for those listening. This is a white and black onesie that really makes you look like a zebra, um, and I I love it. I love I, I if she wore onesies all the time, that would that would be uh, that'd be the That's shit. That's a really comfy. Yeah, it's comfy life. Got a dress onesie. Comfy life, comfy wife. Yes. All right. Yeah. Comfy wife, comfy life. Comfy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't this, we know it? Don't. <laughs> we've figured it out. <laughs> shout out to Barstool. Yeah, spitting chicklets. Hashtag, hashtag spitting chicklets. If you could give us a shout out. Yeah, that'd be great. Just send another <laughs> case. Well, it's, it's delicious. Hello, Jimmy. Hi, Mike. How's it going this evening, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I am great. It's fucking gorgeous out today, isn't it? Yes, it is. I got all my gardening done. I'm I'm super psyched. What? Some grass seed and tomatoes and cucumbers. So tomatoes and cucumbers, and that's it? Or is there some other things that never really survive? perennial flowers and stuff, you know. 
but just uh, just be ready. In a few months, there'll be the weird guy stopping and dropping off cucumber and tomatoes on your doorstep. That's so not weird from where we sit. <laughs> like, if someone's going to come by and give me a third of a salad, <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, have you ever, have you tried to do anything else with your garden or is it like, you're just, you're like, I know cucumbers uh, and tomatoes. This is the first year I'm doing it by myself before me and my dad would always do it. And it, it like, he would mostly do all the work, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think I might have a green thumb for this, Mike. That's, that's awesome. Uh, having moved in, like I lived with Sean in her house for over a year. And I got, re- I fell in love with the watering and the flowering. And, <laughs> and again, like you, I have someone who does most of the work and I just profit in the glory. And uh, which like, isn't it like when someone comes over and like, they'll be like, man, that looks great. And your dad's not around. And you're like, I know. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do it. I did it at Shauna's too. And she's like, I'm the one who's out here tilling the garden. And I'm like, yeah, but. Okay, you win. Someone has it. to take the credit. See, yeah, <laughs> someone has to carry the load while you do all the manual labor. I right? see. There, there's a there's a reason <laughs> there's a reason for this. Um, that's cool though. Though I'm I'm I like do you, one more one more perennial perennial is such a funny word, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess perennial is what I always hear. I never hear perennial. Ah, uh, <laughs> so, no, I can see why that would be funny. Yeah, like perennial. You know, like yeah, as no, per- I no, I got you. Like. <laughs> you picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> All right, uh, let's dig right into um, our horror picks. And basically, all it, it really simply is is we wanted to kind of go back and forth and kind of pay an homage to some of the best horror kill scenes, the ones that make you squishy and kind of lean back <laughs> in your seat. And then also squishier scream, the better. Squishier the better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> make them pants squishy. And uh and and just me and you like you've you've created this horror buff in me. So this is why I was excited to do this. That's my job. <laughs> so uh because you're technically the guest um, I will, I will, I will let you go first and we'll see if our little head to head here bears any fruit. So what's your first pick? Okay. So, uh, my roommates and I have been watching, um, the Friday the 13th movies in order. Yeah. Uh, they haven't seen them before and I could really use a refresher. So it was nice to just watch them again. And we were watching, uh, part three a few weeks ago. And I, <laughs> first of all, this is, it's, Quite possibly the worst out of every out of all the Friday the Thirteenth. This is quite possibly the worst one, part three, uh, because they spent all of the budget on their 3D instead of like writing a script and actually shooting a good movie. So, <laughs> so it's just phenomenal that this kill is even in there at all. Um, <laughs> just because they, it's it's kind of like what happened to Deadpool. They had to cut twenty million out of the budget of the first one, so they just took away his weapons to cut twenty mil, like. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what, what, whatever little pocket change they had left, this is the kill scene that they came up with. Um, so yeah, exactly. So, uh, there's this character named Mark. He's in a wheelchair. Um, it's crazy that they cast someone for this in, uh, in a movie that came out in the eighties. Like that would never happen back then. It's unbelievable. Um, but this kill, it gets me every time because Mark is just sitting at the top of the steps. Uh, this giant like walkway staircase, like I swear it's like five, six sets of stairs and he's just at the top of it. And out of nowhere, Jason swings his machete, gets Mark right in the face <laughs> and him and his wheelchair go down every single step without tipping over. And it is just absolutely phenomenal. 
Because I can't imagine how many takes it took. It's, it's a dummy in the wheelchair, right? Oh, and totally. Send it down the stairs. But it's got machete in face going down the stairs, and it looks amazing. And you know what it ends on, Michael? Tell me. It ends on a freeze frame. Are you kidding? Like, like right, <laughs> right smack dab in the TV, just to stop yeah. and, and fuck. Freeze frame, zoom in. <laughs> like, who's okay? First of all. Um, I thought people stopped doing that once, you know, everybody had a handheld recorder. Like you got, you got, you know, Ooh, I can pan. Ooh, I can zoom. Right. I didn't think professionals did that. I thought that was a, that was freeze a frame. <laughs> freeze. Like it definitely, that's, that's an ode to eighties television and eighties entertainment in general, the freeze frame Absolutely. with the scream track in the background to like close out a scene or to even close out a movie is, is I remember from <laughs> certain bad movie watching experiences as a kid. Um, but yeah, you, you, you make great points. Cause like, can you imagine how long it would take to wait the dummy in the chair so that it, it man, stayed The upright? whole thing was just so memorable. Like I can't, all I can remember are the horrific 3d scenes from that movie and that one kill. So I thought that was a good one to start <laughs> us off with. I, and I, I appreciate going to the, the, like there's, there, there are rates of there, there are different kinds of kills. There's, there's obviously your incredibly overbearing kill. Like that was, that was in sixth gear the entire time. You didn't work up to it at all. The chase scene that ends <laughs> yeah. in like a, a good stabbing, um, like your quick kill versus your stalker kill. I guess for lack of a oh, better it, term. Like I would definitely, it was definitely a quick one, but it was just, it was so enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> and why, like, why is it? Because you obviously know that it's it's a bad scene. Like you, you know, you don't really, oh, yeah. you don't well, need to be Michael, a it's professional. Because, <laughs> it's because, it's because teenagers are awful and we enjoy seeing them die. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want real teens to die, but these ones are particularly awful. So I guess. So, so part and parcel it's, it's, it's what's good for the goose is good for the soul in this situation. Okay. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's your that's your honest answer. Teenagers suck. <laughs> it's enjoyable to watch them get fictionally murdered on screen. That's a fucking next to children. Teenagers are the worst people. <laughs> <laughs> and next to children, babies don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me fucking started on babies, Mike. All right. Well, my tit for your tat is um, now. I mean, it's obvious that this was going to happen, so I figured I'm just going to point at the elephant in the room and get it out of the way but there's no way that we could have this conversation without one of us throwing in a saw kill right like <laughs> okay just, so which one so which one right and then what's great about going online and going saw kills well first of all don't youtube that that's a bad idea <laughs> um, like you do get some of that but then you get the other stuff where you're like Meh, i'm just gonna look at it for you're gonna seconds. want a dark web google it. you're gonna fall down a dark hole exactly <laughs> so um so then I went to fandom and then look and they, they've got them. Like each movie has each kill with like, yeah, there, like there's a, there's a YouTube channel that I follow that keeps track of these kind of things. Can you send me the helpful. right one? Can you send me that one? So I don't look at people losing their hands and being attacked. with I buzz can And you know, they're enjoyable videos too. I'll send it to you after the thing. Delicious. After whatever this is. So anyways, I was like, Hey, and I couldn't find the one I wanted. The one I originally wanted, um, was, and I think it's just because my wording was different, but it's the one where the guy's in like the human vice and, uh, Oh, and everything's twisting. Yes. All right. So I believe that's, that's saw three. Okay. 
I just couldn't find the nomenclature for it. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to the one that I just think is so ridiculous. And it is a collar, but it's not the one that rips the face open. It's the shotgun collar from Saw 3, (laughs) right? So it's, and I, and it just, it's because it doesn't pull any punches. Like one shotgun sawed off with less than 12 inches from your chin is going to be enough. (laughs) Yeah. Like at least I, I would argue that it will be at least painless, painless. And, and then like at worst, I read a Chuck Palahniuk book and one of the characters in it, um, had a severely disfigured face from taking a shotgun blast. It Jeez. didn't. And it was like across the jaw. So didn't necessarily hit any real vital stuff to like end the life. It just made, you know, you were, you were shrouded from here on out. Like our face in Preacher. Yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the fact that I think there's, did I write down how many there were? Uh, no, I didn't. But like, <laughs> I think there's six. I'm pretty sure there's six. So like the first one goes off, face done, right? And like, I love going. Is this, a, this is a shotgun roulette, right? This is shotgun roulette. This is where in the end he's he's talking to his doctor who failed him over his cancer. Yeah. Um, they call him slow ass motherfucking Jeff. He can't make any decisions in time to save anybody. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then he ends up in the room. Like the surgical room was inside the house where it was all taking place to begin. That's the one. Okay, cool. Um, I just love how when the one shotgun blast goes off, you know that the person's done. The other five in this equation are just bouncing flesh around the room at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like it, it, it's a, it's a 10 out of 10 right out of the gate. Um, what were some of the specs on it? Uh, each of the shells had its own trigger, so they could be activated individually, which like, okay. So say you do the one to like the left side of the jaw, that'll probably maim you, but then, you know, (laughs) right. So I, I just, I feel that. It, it it doesn't even have comedic presence like some of the other ones do. You're kind of like, oh, that girl's getting her scalp ripped off by a car. Ha-ha. Like Classic. There's, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I've seen that how many times? Uh, this one is is just anger, right? And, there's so, and, like, each of his kills obviously has a little bit, like, oh, well, definitely has a little bit of him. Well, hand, and he's but. just, Jigsaw's such a self-righteous asshole. Fuck, prick. <laughs> just... Like I don't kill them, the traps do. It's all about like, learning. Fuck yourself. Oh my god, <laughs> just such a loser. All right, so I now serve this back over to you, sir. What is your second choice? Okay, this one's a real fun one because it's uh again from a particularly bad movie. Uh, <laughs> it's from um the not the newest remake of Texas Chainsaw, but the Jessica Biel 2007 Texas Ooh, Chainsaw. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the good one. The good Yeah. The good remake. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not the... The Alexander Daddario one's not good. This one is... Okay. <laughs> this it is starts, the one where that uh, cutie, that, that blonde-haired surfer dude gets put up on the hook, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's not interesting enough. That's not the kill I chose. Mm. The kill I chose is the first... I think it's the first kill of the movie, but it's when they... Uh, so they switch up like a hitchhiker scene, right? And they make it a woman. Yeah. And she ends up having a gun in her vagina in the car. Yeah. And she shoots herself in the head. And the only reason this yes. is cool is just the way they shot it. I don't know if you've seen or remember, yes. but it's uh, she puts a gun to her head, she blows the trigger, and then the camera pans through the open bullet hole in her head. Yes. And out through the back window of the car. It's yes. Insane. 
And like, then isn't it like a, isn't it once it's out the car, they're like, the shot is looking through the rear view window of everybody yeah, you can still see in the car. All the reactions. Yes. It's completely insane. They use like an air gun through a dummy's head to make it look like, uh, like a gun blast went off and then they pan the camera out through and it took, it took forever to get the shot, but I'm just very happy that they did it because it looks unbelievable. Now let's, I, I know the shot you're talking about. It is loaded with tricks and great ideas <laughs> yeah. and ingenuity. Like somebody's like, okay, how do, how do we think outside the, the skull here? So to speak. All practical, Mike. That's what I love to see. Right. Fucking practical kills. I mean, <laughs> fuck you, CGI. Not, I mean, there is a home, there's a place, there's a time. <laughs> CGI can go fuck itself. Just take a dick and fuck yourself with it, CGI. <laughs> um, but no, I, I understand it. And, but like practical effects, just, it is, it is something. As lame as they sometimes look, they can just be so much fun. And even in the lameness, where you can kind of see where they were trying to execute, like where you kn- like like, you can see the squib, right? Or a good example of that, Mike, is uh, in Terminator when he starts peeling his face away, and you can see how fake it is. Or yeah. even Poltergeist when he starts doing the same thing, you can yeah. see how fake it is, but it's still just like, oh shit, and you want to look away, but it's just so good and interesting. Well, I think it's I think this is the healthiest way for people who have a little bit of mor- more. I'm going to make up a word here: mor- morbidity. Um, which is the current action of being morbid. Um, got a little oh, morbidity. A lot you. of people like us, Mike. There are. The, you know what? Anyone and, who likes true crime docs or forensic files, you're in this with us. Yeah. And you know, that's just your gateway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, we're watching people get shotgun collars and, and bullets through the head with camera work. <laughs> you, we'll, we'll see you when you get to junior high. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But no, it's, <laughs> it really is for, for, for things that take place in a movie very quickly. Right. Like, I mean, I, I, there's obviously your torture scenes where the, you know, the, the impending action is death, but the, the good crazy over the top kill scenes, <laughs> Um, the, <laughs> are like maybe 15 seconds, but so much detail. Yeah, and and, and they lo- hard, sometimes they hardly even show anything. That's the whole thing. It's all just a mind thing. Like there's this, uh, there's a scene from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's a zombie birth giving scene. And I remember it when I was a kid as just being so graphic and horrible to watch. And then I watched it again recently and they really don't show much. Like, it's honestly not that bad. And, it's as you age, you, you look at these things from a scary point of view, right? Like the kill scenes are what are always, our parents are, were always trying to stop us from seeing, right? It was the gore. Yeah. It was, it, it wasn't so much the swearing. You were eventually going to, you know, go truck, duck, muck, fuck. Oh shit. Get smacked. And then, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. But it was always this well, shit that I think because we were repressed on me and you, I think that's why we're like, Ooh, give me some kill scenes. <laughs> exactly and i i really just enjoy it for the practical effects and how it's made well i'm gonna put the icing on the cake on this one here so we can switch gears in a second i picked one that isn't necessarily <clears throat> what's great about it is and i don't know if this is from a director's perspective or not but it's jared leto getting smashed with an axe by in uh, american psycho in american psycho by by uh, <laughs> By Christian Bale, um, right? And and what I love it's it's you don't like what you just said. You don't see the end result, right? You get the blood no. oozing down the newspaper. You get, but there's a lot of things in that kill scene, which and I will recognize more thriller than horror, but still is a subgenre, right? Like it, 
the the crazy aspect to him the the impending other person doing all these things maybe maybe it's not even him like there is a little fear factor to the movie but it is more thriller i'll i'll, I'll fully right. admit that but well, let me ask you a question sure how how much crazier is that scene if they play the power of love in the background instead <laughs> Okay, so we take we take Cecilia <laughs> from that scene and we uh-huh. replace it with Power of Love, which I believe is the prostitute scene, <laughs> if, that, if I'm not yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So Cecilia, while he's having sex in bed, or while he's talking to the women before he goes into coitus, don't yeah. just look at it, eat it. <laughs> That's a fine Chardonnay you're not drinking. <laughs> but okay, hang on. So the reason I love this kill is because it shows transformation in the character, and it's that last shot before you see him like he's, he just, he kind of gets back to himself and he gives himself a grunt and half of his face is red and half of his face isn't half of his hair is disheveled. He's very two face in that shot. Yeah. And I've always looked at that scene as that is where like, you know, he's still, he's still holding on to reality before he goes off the deep end before there's, you know, chainsaws and, and dead bodies falling down, you know, stairwells and shit that, and it's, it's bloody. Because there's blood splattering everywhere. It's that it's that Alfred Hitchcock kill, right? Where like you see the knife, you see the scream, you see the stabbing motion, you see the blood, you just don't see the knife pierce the flesh, but you know. Right. And and I really love that scene because it's not over the, it's not a shotgun collar, but <laughs> it's a kill that does something for the character as opposed to just blatantly killing on screen. Oh, so you like this specific kill for the character development. I, I'm not saying I want that all the time. I do love some gratuitous intestinal display <laughs> on screen because I know having talked to Doug and Doug Morrow, great right. makeup artist. Um, listen to that episode, by the way. Listen to that episode because this all ties. To, yeah, totally what Jimmy said. Um, knowing now what I know, it yeah, it just it all makes more sense. Right on, Mike. Good pick. Yeah. All right, so um, let's let's we we've come to the dance, so let's put on our dancing shoes and do what we do best. Um, I'm stretching right now. You're stretching right because I know that you're gonna you're gonna say it doesn't matter what I've heard from the two other guys. It's all that matters is what you have to say, and that's why I'm so excited because it's just me and you. Because uh-huh. like, and you know why that is, Michael? Because why? they're weak. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And I okay. Because so Martin and Mike are Martin, Mike, Mark. All of you, you're weak. Okay, your debate skills—they're weak. You're whack. I'm gonna win. Well, okay. So I'll say the same thing I said because me and Martin came up with it. So I said it to Mark. I'll say it to you. I will not tell you what either of them said, so that your debate okay. is of its own merit. Um, I don't need to know what they said, Mike. I I know. I the see. Fuck. I knew that was coming out of your mouth. Uh, I don't give. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So, um, but I will like, and I will, I'll, I'll bounce you back. I'll find holes, right? I'll, I'll, I'll poke holes. Like we all do to each other. I'll be the hole poker. <laughs> Fuck. Absolutely. Never thought I'd say that on a recording. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then like in any traditional respectful adult debate, you'll get like a minute to rebuttal and, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about your characters or the roles and that'll be that. So, okay. um, please, Jimmy. Who did you bring to the dance? Okay. Uh, so I chose. So 
you know, I really just, I thought about something and I thought about someone who has proven themselves in a disaster scenario. And I thought about picking like John Cusack from Day After Tomorrow. That was on my list. Yeah, if I was doing that, yeah, that was a solid pick. Limo driver turned action star. Before I get started, funniest fucking scene in that whole movie is uh, when Jake Gyllenhaal and his friends are in the library, right? And he's running away from the cold that's like forming on the oh, wall. Like, no, dude, you're getting icy. You're chasing wait, him. Hang on, are we talking day after tomorrow or 2012? Day after tomorrow. Oh, was John Cusack in 2012? John Cusack was in 2012. Who's Jake the dad Gyllenhaal. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Um, um, the handsome. Right. Oh, Quaid. The, Quaid, the handsome Quaid. <laughs> Right. Okay. It doesn't have to do with him anyway. So you see the ice chasing Jake Gyllenhaal down the hallways, right? Yes. And he gets to the library where there's a fire going. Yes. And shuts the doors, and that just stops the cold. Not in real life. No. (laughs) No. Like fuck you. And people like this movie. (laughs) Yeah. No. I. You know what? I don't like that movie at all because it's just one of those disasters that develops too quickly. I need my disaster to chalk up some numbers before why are there just wolves in new york <laughs> right yeah why why not <laughs> you know because nature moves it's not what i picked yeah that no. really got me so i thought i thought about that and i was like i don't want to go with that movie i ended up picking uh, uh someone who has the real experience craig robinson from this is the end someone who lived through it you know well i guess in the end he didn't live through it but the, I'll, I'll get to that don't worry <laughs> all right um so naturally i picked craig because well why not pick Craig? Because it's just going to be so much fun. You're going to be sitting and doing nothing for a long period of time. And who better to do nothing with than someone who's just so hilariously talented as well as musically talented. Yep. Think about your time is going to fly by with this man. It's going to be, yeah. Uh, you know what? He can have, he can have the whole Milky way. That's how entertained <laughs> we're going to be by Craig Robinson. He can just have all of the Milky way. And I, it's, it's fine. I feel I, 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 I love an entertainment factor. <laughs> I, I I love man who knows how long let's say I'm stuck let's say it's like a basement scenario where you're stuck sitting in your in your uh, uh, cellar or your um, what is this like 1749 exactly <laughs> <laughs> hey we didn't spe- we didn't specify what kind of horrible apocalypse this is okay. okay yeah we did I did not give a date that's true this could be the early 1800s <laughs> so like let's say we're trapped in a basement in a cellar I'm gonna need a way to be entertained assuming all power's cut off and I don't have a generator that's true so, I don't know. I have a lot of board games. Craig Robinson seems like he would be a very fun guy to board game with. <laughs> He's just so chill, right? And you know what, Mike? He's so chill, but he's also very selfless. How so? Now, Show me the selfless. <laughs> I, just see his, when, I just see a man right now asking me to take my panties off. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just the musical comedy keeping me entertained the whole time. But he is so selfless. He, he and Jay... Even though he ends up getting the short straw and he thinks that he doesn't want to go out and help, he ends up doing it anyways because he knows it's the greater good for the team. It is. And I don't think anyone else in that room would have done that. They all just would have backed out. None of them would have gone. I, I, out of, okay, out of this Motley crew, yeah. I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more that, okay, he, he's the only one who's somewhat not a Hollywood prick. Right. If, and I mean, if, if they're like, they're clearly not themselves, but like they're, they're a character of, you themselves. mean that's not how Michael Sarah is in real life. Hey man, I, I don't, I don't know anybody who knows anybody who knows him, but it's just a guess. <laughs> just guessing he might not be doing Coke all of the days of the week. No. But, um, but to your, to your point though, like he needs some convincing 
to get out yeah, there. Yeah, he did. He did need a bit of convincing. They all but, did, but like he needed it the most. I will argue that by saying when it came down to sacrifice himself to save those same people <laughs> who wouldn't even have done this anyway that <laughs> they were picked, he did it. He laid his own life on the line. So I believe he would do that for me to get away. Okay. All right. I, so, and I mean, yeah, be, if, if we're comparing caliber of dickhead in the room, then yes, <laughs> my money's on, on CR for sure. He does it. He, he just saved the day. And even when he dies, he is doing it to keep my life going. And there's always an apocalypse movie where that moment will come up. So I imagine I'm going to get in a moment where my life could be on the line, <laughs> but Craig will see me as a young up and comer and he'll be like wow i gotta help this guy and he'll jump in the way and save me from whatever it is whether it's a giant demon or a huge avalanche or whatever we're doing <laughs> um what a like what about i want to i want to word this delicate well, actually you know what i i will <laughs> wait a second do you have what what's your what's the next point what else do we have uh, oh, well, I mean, if you want to go at it during, feel free. But uh, my next point is that even in death, even if I were not to survive, even if the impossible were to happen, Mike, even if I were to be killed in this apocalypse scenario that we've invented, even if I were to die in this hypothetical, I would still get to meet the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, everything from the movie is allowed. That is the whole purpose of this, because that's how it works. It's not stupid if you can't take the Backstreet Boys with you. Okay. All right. I was like, where is he going? What does he have in his ammo belt? He has not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Backstreet Boys. He's got all the, what a utility belt of Backstreet men. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So like, like if, if you did die, by proxy because of the god movie forbid. god forbid you die because <laughs> who would kick mark and martin's ass all the time um that's not to say you're doing that but um, <laughs> like no i yeah i can see it it's okay now I'm come gonna, on come at me come at me I, i'm yeah. taking my shirt off right now i'm just one i'm i'm you you just threw five bullets at me you threw you you threw everybody right at me and i so I'm, everybody I, I need to i need i'm the klept i need to get a little you know back to who i Don't am gather and... yourself i i have that effect <laughs> i uh my debate style has an effect okay it's rapid fire you know no one can come at me <laughs> come at me bro so like you know who martin and mark picked right no, I actually don't. I didn't okay. even look into who they pick because it doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> that's confidence. That's the confidence I smell. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you only what they picked because it was in the group. Like it's in the chat group. Um, but it was interesting when you picked Craig Robinson as Craig Robinson because both <laughs> uh, uh, Ray Gaines and Robert, oh, Robert, what? I can't remember his fucking name. Anyways, it was Will Smith from I Am Legend and Dwayne The Rock Johnson from San Andreas. Those were their picks. So they picked... See, I haven't seen San Andreas, but I will say Will Smith does die. So. He, he does He does die, but then he <laughs> falls in the same category of sacrifice as Craig Robinson, right? Um, I guess. Yeah, sacrifice is <laughs> sacrifice, unless, you know, we're not going to split hairs about that. But what I'm what I'm about to say is, and and, and I want to preface by saying that the real debaters podcast does not uh, the real debaters podcast sees beauty in everybody. 
So <laughs> what I'm about to say is by no means anything to do with his level of attractiveness, but more so <laughs> to do with his ability to move fast. So <laughs> it didn't matter. He no. still got away from the demon and this is the end. Oh, he did. When he... they were when him and Jay were in the house running away from it, he still got away. It's about agility, not speed. It is. Now, in his movie, that is true. And if that was where this was taking place, then this point would be moot. But we have put <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character from San Andreas, strong, drives a helicopter. Um, mm-hmm. strong, uh, jumps out of helicopters. Uh, take charge kind of guy, right? Like all of all of the stereotypical qualities one might That's say. That's fine if you own a helicopter. Sure, and you know what? And and uh, and then we have uh, Robert. I can't remember his last name from I Am Legend. Doctor Robert, can't remember his last name. And Doctor Bob. Doctor Bob, and Doctor Bob. He's he's got a medical degree. He's in the military, right? Like uh, you, mm-hmm. you can see the path I'm going down here. All fit people. <laughs> so no, absolutely. No, I'm, I get that. I'm what I'm what I'm about to ask you is is that where does he stand on those characteristics as a leader, or do these other ones make up for not having a single one? Of I those? think it says. I think it shows that the real debaters are attractive to strong lead black males. <laughs> Don't make this about race. <laughs> you know, That's I think true. we're just That's attracted true. to confidence, <laughs> confidence, arrogance, ignorance. <laughs> Like, like I, I do, I love that Craig Robinson would be great entertainment and he great, he'd be great to talk to too. Like you're going to be in there for hours. And I don't disagree that Will Smith and the rock wouldn't be great entertainment, but they aren't Will Smith and the rock. No, they're their characters. Exactly. And so, their characters all right. seem like very secluded. You know, the rock seems like an angry guy there. I said it. He I, seems like if you, if you annoyed him, you wouldn't be able to talk to him for the rest of the year. You I know, may or may not. Have, yeah, like if you bruise him, it's, he's like a really sensitive peach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, no, they are their characters, and 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 so, and I argued the fact that well, it's. I'll tell you in the end because we're <laughs> we can after this is all said and done. Um, but uh, so okay, so what you're saying, if I understand this correctly, because I want to make the most informed decision I can. This is a big week for me. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, I'm happy to answer any questions you have. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is physical attributes that may make him like. I'm asking, how does he make you feel safe? How does he make you feel that the situation would be okay? Those things, besides like you keeping know, Craig, your mind off of it. He's just like a big, a big comfy teddy bear, you know, okay. right. of a human being. So I, I have no worry that he'd be able to keep me safe and comfortable. And happy. He'd probably just write a fun song about me that would make me feel warm, and that would be enough for me. <laughs> and I mean, I, we we did allow this for me to be like varying varying levels of crazy, right? Like COVID was the inspiration, but <laughs> I'm the, sorry, what's crazy about mine, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me let me count the ways. Uh, you picked a guy whose T-shirt says "Take them panties off." <laughs> take now, your panties off. Take your panties off. Which. The, the scene where he sings, like, take your panties uh-huh. out and gets the whole room singing. I, I get it. I totally get it. He's... The team building he, we would have, Mike. Thank right. you for just helping me in my argument. The chemistry, <laughs> that's the difference maker. He doesn't have to be the strong guy. We would probably already have another strong lead character who would be that guy. <laughs> Frank is the morale. Okay. All right. And that is a big thing. But does the morale pull its own weight? If the morale, oh, absolutely. If, if he was on Survivor, where do you think he would, he would, you know, 
Would he be helping you around know, camp? Um, Would he be like, is he the guy who's going out to get water if you're stranded? Or is he the guy who's looking for he shelter? Would take some coercing, but he would go get water, even if it was uh, even if it was basically a suicide mission. Yeah, and by the looks of it from this movie, he'd drink it all before it got back. No, never mind. That's uh, <laughs> that was Danny McBride. That was Danny McBride. That's the reason I didn't pick Danny McBride. <laughs> Selfish fucking prick. <laughs> the next morning, where he's flopping his hands over top of everything he's made, is probably one all of my food, favorite. Yeah, so good. Oh my god. <laughs> That makes you this, and this is a stoner movie. Like they know the Carl's Jr., the lovely breakfast. Like yeah, they know what they know, I can't they know eat gluten. <laughs> I feel uh, like somebody just told you, oh, you can't eat gluten anymore. So you were like, oh, no, I guess I better not eat gluten. <laughs> Look, it says J in J's. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. So without leading a horse to water, because uh, I've done that with everybody, by the way. I've just been like, I'm going to poke here, see what see what comes out. Um, what other attributes? We've gone over strength. We've gone over morale. Um, do you think he's got any special skills at all? Like anything in his tool belt that might mm, somehow anything in his tool belt, huh? other than being entirely selfless. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. But sometimes, I mean, that's tough. Sometimes I mean, like there's so many, <laughs> sometimes you need a feather and sometimes you need a hammer. Okay. And the selfless thing is a light touch. It's, it, it's got makes, it makes waves. It's got far reaching ability. Um, people are like, Oh, that guy's selfless. I'll know that when it's time to die, we'll just, Craig, you're well, up. I always got one hell of a midriff. <laughs> I feel. Um, could you say? Could Will Smith or The Rock handle Craig Robinson's midriff? No, I don't think they could. No, they don't even know what a midriff is. <laughs> exactly. They're like two percent body fat. The two of them. That's right. <laughs> like that's combined. And, They're each one percent. You know, what? I didn't want to say this, Mike, but if it came down to having to eat. Our our uh, our leader here. I think I would have the best option. You dark motherfucker. Like if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna eat the rock, if you're gonna are eat you... the rock or Will Smith, do you know how lean that meat's gonna be? It's not even gonna be enjoyable. It's gonna be all tough. Hang on. Are you actually arguing that he would make a great meal to stave off hunger? I mean, look, what drove me to that? I thought I made a good enough <laughs> point about it, but this is my secret weapon. <laughs> Bring up the big gun. Oh my god, I fucking love it. Because <laughs> it's it might. I did. I did say that compliments, bribes, all things you know above mm-hmm. board that required you know no one breaking any laws were allowed. And if like it comes down to which character is the most edible. <laughs> I get. I get what you're saying. Like that would be some. You would need a tenderizer for either of them. Uh, How's Martin going to eat the rock? That's never going to happen. I'm sure he's dreamt about it, but. <laughs> Don't just stare at him. Eat him. <laughs> just... <laughs> nice bring back. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so, okay. So that we've, we've got, he's a morale booster. We've got, he's very entertaining, right? Like he comes from comedy, right? So he's going to, he's silly, right? Is that kind of, would that be a great way to Absolutely. encompass all of it? The silliness would break uh, the tension. Knows Backstreet Boys. Knows all of them. Knows. Okay. So, uh, morale, but entertainment. five out of five knows all Backstreet Boys. Knows that's one. You don't get five for that. That's one. Um, I don't get one for each Backstreet Boy. No, no. You get like a half for Kevin. So, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and like the jury's still Fair out enough. on Howie. So, I mean, like, yeah, no, you got me there. And uh, would be would make for like probably a month of good eating. Mm-hmm. Would make wonderful meals. Yeah. Okay. We've all seen alive. Come on. This is not. This is not something that doesn't happen in a movie. Somebody always gets eaten. Life of pie. People mm-hmm. get eaten in life of pie. All right. 
And you know who got eaten in Life of Pi? The fat guy. <laughs> the fat guy. <laughs> they, always, they always go after the fat guy. Man, I would do so <laughs> not well. I'm too chubby to, to be considered on the... No one wants to eat me, Mike. No. I'd, I, would, I would render well, though. Like when you render mm-hmm. fat, oh, oh my god! You, mm-hmm. you on the other hand, you're like you. People would pick. They wouldn't even make soap out of me. They would pick. <laughs> they would pick their teeth with you after eating me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Jimmy wasn't dead, but <laughs> we needed something to get the food out of our teeth. All right. So, a uh, minute left. Talk to me. What I mean, I'm. I. You know what? I. Uh, I'm going to concede that one minute because okay. I am that confident in my argument. That I have completely wiped the floor with uh, Martin and Mark this week. Uh, you know what? I don't. I, I want. <laughs> I want this. I, I, I want to take some time. I'm taking this seriously. You guys. Uh, you know. I'm. I'm sure you took weeks to get ready. Oh no! And you can tell them that if you want to. But <laughs> no. No. But like I think uh, the choice is very clear here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Yeah. You know. You can send them a text to be like, "Look, I put a lot of thought into it. Blah blah blah. Whatever." Yeah. But you got to just say Jimmy is easily the best year. I I might make them listen to it, and if they skip, <laughs> I'll 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 figure it out somehow. No, I won't. Um, but yeah, I'll just be like, you have to list. You have to get your just desserts served in your ears, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This that was a good one, Mike. This I'm is... feeling I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Yeah. So. Um... If you think it would be a good idea, follow us on Instagram. If you want to see some of these questions, I'm going to throw them up to everybody. But uh, if you think it would be a good idea for me to change uh, a pick per uh, cast member, or if I should use the same one, um, or if this sucks and you think we wasted your fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But either way, thank you for listening to us because we love you. Right, Jimmy? We love you. Buy our merch. We have merch. We Buy have, it. Yes. No. We have. Yeah. We have. We have great merch. Um. What do you think of your shirt? <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. You can't see it, but I'm wearing it right now, and I think that's why I dominated the debate. Honestly, if you want to be a good debater, you have to dress the part. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm wearing cut off jeans and the real debater shirt because I want to dress the part of a good debater. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You don't. You don't. You show up. You. You clock <laughs> I in. I show out and I show up. <laughs> I totally forgot to let you do this before, so let's do this now. Yes, at the end of June, uh, there is a comedy shop opening up in Edmonton again, and they're going to be doing open mics and stuff, so I have a spot there, I think June 23rd, and I'll be doing like a weird backyard show in Saskatoon on the 21st. So if you're in any of those areas, uh, feel free to stop by. Um, um, the room, well, they're, the, obviously they have their social distancing uh, rules in place. Uh, the room will be at like 25% capacity, so it won't be very full at all. So if you want to go, get tickets quickly. I don't know how you do that, but I'll, whatever. Dude, take care. It's always good to hear your voice. You too, man. Cheers, brother. Later. Later.